Welcome back to Second and Short. It is Wednesday, June 14th, 2023. There ain't much going on, really at all. All around the league, there ain't much going on. All-star ballots are open for the MLB. The Denver Nuggets just won the NBA Finals. I believe the NHL, like the Stanley Cup Finals, might still be going on. I, I can't keep up with everything. But the NFL and college football are absolutely dead, at least this week. And both of my co-hosts are out of town this week. Both Luke and Brock are out of town. And I decided, why don't we try something new? Why don't we bring two guest hosts onto the show so we bring in one who is a, a regular guest host that we've seen many times, Mr. Colin Grant. What's up? And somebody making their second appearance on the show, Nathan. Hey, I know Grayson said I'd never be back, but I twisted his arm. I'm back. It's not true. I offered to have him on. <laughs> so today, obviously MLB recap to get it started. Then we're going to give you our AL All-Star Team lineups. Uh, we'll do NL on Thursday, just me and Colin. And then we're going to run through the little bit of NFL and college football news we've got. And then we've got a great top three, bottom three this week. Road trip snacks. I know we're all excited for this one. Absolutely. I'm very excited. I've seen you guys snack on a road trip, so that is I true. know what you're already thinking. And we'll get to kind of some of the stipulations with that draft when we get there. But without further ado, Colin, get us started on the MLB recap. Well, you know, we're going to go out in Oakland with the weekend sweep of the Brewers continuing their six-game win streak. Something's cooking in Oakland, Grayson. Yeah. There might be some bad beef stew, but, you know, they're playing. They beat the Rays last night. Yeah, I know. That's huge. And uh, I believe they're playing the Rays as we speak right now. Like, I think it just started. Uh, yeah, in the third, 0-0. Top of the fourth. Um, yeah, 0-0. Zero, zero. So, who who knows? You know, 48-21 and 21 versus 18-50. and 50. I'm, I'm not going to count out the athletics. A six-game win streak, it's the longest active in the MLB right now. Yeah, I mean, they're only... 24 and a half games back. So we'll see. There's plenty, plenty of games left to play here. Yeah. And what a day it would be to go and, and continue this win streak against the best team in baseball. Then the day of their scheduled reverse boycott. And yeah, I mean, the same day that the Nevada state Senate has passed $380 million bill for the A's new stadium in Vegas. Lit a fire in them. They want it now. I guess so, but this whole um, reverse boycott is great. Like, like all the Oakland fans came together. They sold a shitload of tickets for tonight's game. And they've got people all around the league wearing their cell shirts in Oakland green. Like it, it is fantastic. And um, I want all of those Oakland Athletics fans to understand. We are supporting your cause, and we hope the team gets sold. Yeah, you know, sit. Also, I mean, besides the team getting sold, go ahead and send Rooker out to Atlanta. Bring uh, him out here. Yeah, Rooker for Ozuna, straight up. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it, 100%. <laughs> Nathan, you got anything for the MOB this weekend? 
I don't got a lot, but would you guys say that, you know, this Oakland thing all started with the Braves, maybe? I mean, they beat us, and then this happens. All right, somebody get this guy off the podcast. Well, I think we could go further back than them beating us. Uh, I think that everything that has happened to Oakland in the past couple of years, certainly not being helped by the Braves, taking away two of the three players that were giving them any relevancy, uh, certainly hurt. But, you know, the win streak and, and you know getting a little hot, they did pick up two off of us. So that could be the case. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like a misbehaved child growing up. You beat their ass enough, they're going to start doing shit the right way. I don't know if we're going to go with that. I, I'll... I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm not, pocket there. Yeah, I'm not co-signing that statement from Colin. Yo, athletics in the playoffs 2023. You heard it here first. Colin, it looks like you're trying to get the first ever second short social media quote card. <laughs> Is it even mathematically possible? Like, aren't they already eliminated at this point? They might as well Unless be. They win out. They, like they're literally gonna have to win out if they want to do anything. Yeah, like ten more losses and they'll probably be where the best team is going to finish in losses. Hey, we'll see. But I want to talk about JT Romuto hitting for the cycle. This guy is such a beast. Like I, I really don't understand how he could be so good at everything and be a great catcher. Like He's a great hitter. He can hit for contact, hit for power. He's also pretty damn fast for a catcher. And he does a fantastic job behind the plate. Ain't nothing new. I know. We've seen it it in person. That is true. For him to be as fast as he is as a catcher is impressive enough. But his defense gets overlooked a lot just because he's got wheels and he can hit 450-foot bombs. True. But his defense is one of the things that puts him aside from other catchers. Yeah, and the way it went on Monday, home run in the first, triple in the third. So getting those two out of the way that early makes it feel pretty easy to get the cycle. But the single in the fifth, and then he walks in the seventh and picks up the double to complete the cycle in the ninth inning. Damn, so he really got the full cycle and get thrown that walk in there. Yeah, throw the walk in. He got on base just about every way you can, except for, uh, I guess, getting hit. Yeah, but, you know, it still wasn't enough as they take that 9-8 loss. Yeah, well, it's because the Phillies suck. I think the Diamondbacks are just good. That's true. The Diamondbacks are fantastic, and, and that's a perfect segue there, Colin, because the Diamondbacks are genuinely one of the best teams in baseball, though – they are losing to the Phillies right now 4-0, 41-25. That puts them over the Braves right now for the best record in the National League. They've got a solid lead, a four-game lead in the NL West over the Dodgers. They've got seven games on San Fran in third. They look insanely good, and they're riding off the back of a fantastic start to his rookie season from Corbin Carroll. Yeah, I mean, screw rookie of the year. He's in the running for MVP. Yeah, he is. A batting average at 312, on base 397, slugging 589. He also leads that team in home runs with 13, and he's got 34 RBIs to his name. This guy is absolutely insane. 
yeah, it's just it's just mind blowing for a rookie to come out and do what he's doing. Yeah, it, and he's drawing comparisons to a legend of the game in Ichiro Suzuki. I've been hearing the the whisperings. That's that's the comparison for Corbin Carroll at this moment. Okay, that's you know I never really thought of that. Like it's wow, the picture's starting to come to my head now. Yeah, Nathan, what do you think about the Diamondbacks? I mean, they're they're just good. There's really nothing else to say. They they put the ball in play. They score runs, and that's all you got to do to win a fucking game. Yeah, they definitely score a shitload of runs, and they do it often. And it just seems like they they win a ton in a row, and then like they'll slide for like two games, and then they're just right back on it. Like they lost three straight coming off their last series against the Phillies. Uh, and then into this Red Sox series, and then they get the final game versus the Red Sox. They sweep the Rockies. They pick up the first one against the Braves. They lose two, and they haven't lost since. So they're they're very. It seems like their streaks work to their advantage in most cases. Yeah, they're they're doing something the Braves are struggling to right now. They're beating the bad teams and keeping up with the good teams. At least taking one. Which right now, that's something the Braves are struggling to do. Yeah, like the loss to the Tigers last night, which was just uh, an, an absolute collapse from yeah. from Rizal Iglesias. Yeah, also, I mean, we've seen a little too much of that this season from him. Like, he's definitely an inconsistent closer, I would say. But, I mean, it's not even just the, the Tigers opener um, lost to the Nationals pretty bad game three um Oakland not too long ago um well there was another one that was stressful but I mean the Braves have a tough schedule coming up into June beginning of July where I'm pretty sure we have a a series against the Diamondbacks at home then I think we play the Mets and then the Rays Mm. the Braves are gonna have to do something that series if they want to stay up top yeah, it's just interesting because it seems like they're playing very well against these great teams. So, you know, when we play these tougher teams, I almost have more confidence than when we go into a series against teams like the Tigers. Yeah, we're we're playing to the our opponent's level. Like, yeah. if we're playing the athletics, we're playing like the athletics. If we're playing the Rays, hopefully we'll play like the Rays. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, I like that. Um, let's talk about the Reds. They just continue to thrive on the youth. They, they keep bringing guys up, and it just keeps working. And the most recent, uh, Ricky Karcher, I believe that's how you say it, he became the first player to record a save in their MLB debut since 1939. Jeez. Was, yeah. that, uh, was that against the uh, or, uh, Royals and Extras? I believe so. Yes, it was. Uh, the 5-4 win in the 10th inning. He came in, just kind of shut it down. No strikeouts, but um, just good pitching. Fly ball outs. Uh, only had one walk. That's good, but I mean, 21 pitches. Not too great for an inning, but... Hey Amen. He got yeah. the save regardless. And it's against the Royals. I'm not going to hold him. Hold it too high for him. True, but... Since we're talking about the youth, Ellie De La Cruz, like 
obviously, you know, we've talked about him, but I'm just enamored by this guy. Like the speed it is, it's crazy to say that the speed is the craziest part of his game that we've watched so far, but it seems like it is like he can go as fast as he needs. He's already got a faster sprint speed this season than Trey Turner. That's never, that's, that's something. Cause that man can book it. Let me yeah. tell you. Well, like we saw him on that, um, that fort first to home, uh, on that hit in the gap. Like he was absolutely chugging. Like there's not very many players in the league that are going to make it on that. Like he was so close to getting tagged out. I'd say that probably 99% of the league ain't making it. Yeah, I mean, half, 75% of the leagues get touching third by the time Trey's touching home. That is true. Uh, but, Colin, what else you got from this weekend? Uh, I mean, really, I don't really got a whole lot. I mean, I mean, Forget what happened Sunday. I mean, the Pirates Mets was pretty good. That's probably and Twins Blue Jays. But other than that, I don't really have anything else besides the Rays. You know, still kicking ass. Yeah, they just—they're crazy, man. Just up and down the lineup. The rotation's great. The bullpen is solid. Like it is so insane to watch this team play. Bro, Isaac Paredes. Probably I don't know if I pronounced that right. Is Hooking right now. Yeah, he is absolutely killing it. I'm pretty sure I saw it. Like they they won like eight to eight to four, and he had six of the RBIs before the fifth inning. Yeah, he he just racks up the numbers. Like when when you look at like his advanced stuff, it doesn't fly off the page. Like the percentiles aren't great, really across the board. He's not doing anything at a higher level than really anyone. You know, or, or like uh, at least you know the elite guys in the league, but he's putting up numbers. He's getting RBIs. He's hitting with runners in scoring position, and he's helping his team win. Yeah, I mean, it's all you can ask for. Yeah, and uh, I got a little story here. If uh, we're just about ready to move on, um, I saw this on Reddit earlier today on the MLB Reddit. Since you know baseball Reddit and NFL Reddit got. T- taken down by their moderators because of all that bullshit. But a fan asked on the MLB Reddit, if anyone could find a particular clip from Friday's Cubs versus Giants game, and he wanted this clip because it was of his girlfriend getting hit by a foul ball. (laughs) And of course someone found it, but a few other users dug a little bit deeper and found out that this foul ball by Ian Happ was 107 miles per hour off the bat, and it took a hit off of someone before it actually ended up hitting this guy's girlfriend. Oh. So, luckily, it slowed it down a little bit before it hit her. Yeah, you know, probably to 104. Nathan, you catching that 107? No problem. Bare Uh hand. Yep. Maybe in the mouth. Oh. We'll, We'll see. We'll see. You're not afraid of losing some teeth? Fuck it. That's what I dentures mean, are for. And you'll look like a, a regular out in Canton, Georgia. That's a good point. Uh, maybe go I a little more to, north. You'll see me on TV, though. Maybe if you go a little more north. Oh, uh, yeah. Then we'll go to Blairsville. Like, yeah, yeah. That's a little bit better. 
That's how you get a signed bat and all like a bunch of autographs though. You yeah. take a nice foul ball to the teeth, and you're like, "Hey man, that's your fault." Yeah, yeah you, you get, and you also get all the smoothies. You get smoothies for the rest of your life. Not life. Hey. They'll get you dentures or veneers or something. I'll be fine. Some smoothies, some pudding. <laughs> yeah, things jello. that you just love, huh? You just love. <laughs> oh, I love all those things. things. Yeah, that is just a bold faced lie. Some of my favorite snacks right there. <laughs> Would one say favorite road trip snacks? No. Why who the fuck's drinking a smoothie on a road trip? <laughs> if you're if you're eating jello in the car, just know I think you're weird. Just know it if better not be in my car. Jello or a pudding cup <laughs> in the car. You're weird. Yeah. You won't be on that. You're please. walking. I don't care where we're going, you're walking. Man whips out a of where a banana pudding backseat on the way up to fucking Kentucky. That sounded way too to specific. <laughs> You've done Nobody that before, bro. Nobody wants to bro. go to Kentucky. <laughs> Colin, it, it sounds way too much like that was a personal experience. All right, let's let's get out of here. <laughs> let's get out of here. We just started. Yeah, dude, we're we're seventeen minutes in. Fine. All right, well, I do agree. It is time to move on to our AL All-Star teams, uh, unless anybody else had more MLB recap. And up. Nathan? There you go. No. Okay, let's start it off. AL All-Star teams. We're starting out with the outfield. We're going to go player by player. So, uh, Nathan, let's have you start it off. Who's your first outfielder? I mean, it's got to be the hardest-hitting motherfucker alive in Aaron Judge. Yeah. I, I don't know how it could. How, how does he not make it unless he's just broken by the time the All-Star game comes Ooh. around? Whoa. Whoa. Luke's going to have some strong yeah. words for that one. I'm going to have some strong words for that one because Aaron Judge is just so obviously the pick here. I mean, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm not arguing. I just don't like him. Okay. Well, Colin, who's your first outfielder? Someone who should have been on here, but uh, Randy at Rosarena. That's – did you know not a single Rays player made the first ballot? Yeah, which is just absolute bullshit. Like, Randy Arose, he's he's the heart and soul of what's going on right now, and his numbers are producing. I mean – He's got 66 hits, 12 bombs, 10 stolen bases, 44 RBIs, and he's batting just under 300. I mean, that's 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 low for him, but high for a bunch of other outfielders right now that some people are putting above him. Yeah. Uh, my first outfielder, I got to go with Aaron Judge. I got I to ride with Nathan on this one. Um, yes, sir. And the number that is doing it for me, the barrel percentage. He's barreling up 30.4% of his hits. Jeez. Compared Lord. to, okay, so the highest one outside of him, I'm not going to say their name. I don't want to spoil my list, but it's 16.6%. That's the next highest. Good that is God. absolutely insane. He's already accumulated 2.8 war this season. And. OPS, he's one of the few players in the league right now with a ten or with an over one thousand OPS. He's got a ten seventy eight. 
the guy is just absolutely killing it, and he's walking a lot. He's walking 16.4% of the time, which is absolutely crazy. Damn. All right, Nathan, your second outfielder. All right. Second guy I got is Jordan Alvarez. Mm. An absolute machine. A terrible outfielder, but a great hitter. Yeah, I don't know why, but he's been playing a decent amount of left field. And it's bothering me. Put him at yeah, DH. You know, you yeah, know you where they put the left else. fielders when you're a little kid, man. Those left fielders are always the worst motherfucker on the team. And apparently, Houston still believes in that concept. I guess. Throw well, him out there. He might I get left. Was, I thought it was right field that was the worst growing up. No, it was. Uh, That's actually, what they told you, buddy. <laughs> you, know, you think I played outfield? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I, I feel like it should be right field though, because like every single kid in Little League was right handed and the ball was never going to that right fielder. That's fair. If you were a lefty, you were stuck at first base or a pitcher, and that was it. You weren't allowed to play another position. Yeah. So I I think it's safe to say that left fielders were typically decent, maybe bad but they weren't the worst. Exactly. He, he's not the worst. He's just a bad fielder. Okay. Yeah, that, that one's fair. Um, Colin, your second outfielder. I mean, I'll just say it so I don't get hate for it. I'll, I'll throw Aaron Judge out there because I didn't put him number one. And you guys already said all the details, but he makes my outfield. Perfect. And then my second guy, Adolis Garcia of the Texas Rangers. This guy deserves so much like credit for how well he is playing this season. It's absolutely crazy. And yeah. the biggest number is 54 RBIs. That's absolutely absurd. Um he's also got 40 he's already, he's also scored 48 runs himself. He's got six stolen bases. And you know, their percentages aren't great. Not walking too much, striking out a little bit too much. But the guy just hits the ball. He gets on base. That's a big part of it as well. A 328 on base. It's not the best, but he's getting on base enough and he's hitting in clutch situations enough that I, I think it warrants the fact that he is the biggest contributor to the offense of this team. I know that you know there's other guys on this lineup like Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager and even Jonah Heim, but I think Adolis Garcia, especially with his clutch hitting, has been one of the biggest factors in their offense. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And, and let, I, let, let me get let me get detailed with these percentiles. Sorry to cut you off, Colin. But right now, in average exit velocity, he's in the ninety third percentile among all MLB players. He's ninety third percentile in hard hit percentage as well. Ninetieth percentile barrel percentage, and when you look at the defense, ninety sixth percentile in arm strength. That is yes. crazy. The dude's got a hose. Oh, yeah. And his range is a lot better than people think. Yeah, he's like, got a hose, and he can also throw a ball really hard. I think, uh, I mean, he's got three errors on the season, but that's also in about 129 attempts. I'll take that. Yeah. It's a yeah, lot better sure. than what I saw from Starling Marte on the Mets. 
<laughs> his yeah. fucking balls roll under his glove. Um, don't get me started on Jeff McNeil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fun. But no, I had a little outburst there because I was literally about to say Adolis, but then I bitched out and just said Aaron Judge. Well, we have another outfielder, so it's fine. I know. I, know. <laughs> I just had a little moment, all right? It's okay, all right. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Who the, what the fuck? What was that widow boy? Looked like Bryce Young, widow guy. Oh. Nathan, who, the fuck, who the fuck you got at three? <laughs> yeah, Nathan, who do you have at three? I'm wondering. I have Randy Rosarena. Nice. Uh, I was going to go with Mike Trout, you know, take the take the loser pick here. And then one number was just really big on the screen in my eyes, and it was strikeouts with almost his one-off of 80 strikeouts this year already and that is a lot of fucking strikeouts when you only have 285 plate appearances and 62 hits he's up there with matt olson that's rough that is just rough like he's still batting 255 which is still good but almost 80 strikeouts is nuts yeah that is crazy well i've also got randy rosarena okay i love you guys now yeah, no, Randy Rosarena has been phenomenal. And um, you know, one of my favorite stats actually across the three outfielders that I picked is home runs per fly ball, mainly Aaron Judge. 34.5%, which, which is just absolutely insane. A third, over a third of the fly balls he's hitting are home runs is phenomenal. But Randy Rosarena at a 17.6%, Adolis Garcia... 18.8%. Like, these guys are all hitting bombs. Not too many. Not not like they're really swinging for the fences. But Randy Rosarena is just... Uh, the way I see it is that he is doing what Adolis Garcia is doing for a higher average, but a little bit less contribution. And then one thing people forget, Randy's got the clutch gene in his body. That's where genes typically are, unless they're, uh, of course, on your body. I mean, shut up. Did you, uh, you saw that walk-off when he went Oppo Taco for like 420 feet? Yes, of course. Ooh. Little man's got big power. Is it little man? I, I had to throw it off to someone else, all right? You mean, you mean little man? No, not little man. Little man, as in popular MLB The Show streamer. Uh, you mean you mean the Mullins guy, according to Zach Hample? Yeah, fuck Zach Hample. This is a Zach Hample the Mullins hate podcast. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving to the infield. Nathan, who's your first baseman? Uh, I know Colin earlier was talking about how you know nobody voted for the Rays or anything, but I have Yandy Diaz here. Yeah, let's go. Sir. He's, he's let's been go. solid. He's batting three oh eight. That's that's pretty damn good when you're playing in the major leagues, you know, casual batting over 300. Yeah, he's he's just hitting the ball really well and getting on base a lot. I mean, that's something you don't see a lot when you're when your first baseman's batting leadoff. Yeah, exactly. I, I have a feeling this is a consensus pick here. Oh Yanni yeah, Diaz. Y- Yanni Diaz is my first baseman. Yeah. Fuck Vlad. Yeah, dude, Vlad Guerrero is one of the worst picks I've ever seen. I think people are just voting a name because he's just simply not playing as good as Yadi Diaz whatsoever. Exactly. Not at all. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, his, I mean, his, his batting average is only two eighty three for Vlad. But the biggest thing is he only has nine home runs when he's known for his power. Yeah, nine home runs, only forty RBIs. But Yandy Diaz, who's doing it for the best team in baseball, has thirty four RBIs, twelve home runs. But he's also just playing so much better, getting on base way more, and like being a, a factor in his team. Of course, Vlad Guerrero is a big part of Toronto, but. Toronto isn't even I don't even think they're top three in their division right now. Not well, I mean, that's probably one of the hardest divisions in baseball right now. They were over five hundred in last place last time I checked, which was a while yeah, ago. Yeah, they are uh, they are in fourth right now. Yeah, I ten, believe the Red Sox ten and a half lost. games back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Red Sox have like the same or better record than the um the leader of the AL Central. And they're in it, last it, place. It, in the it just changed. They have one less oh, win now. Damn. As of, I think, today. That's tough. But, yeah, it, it's so obviously Yandy Diaz. I, I think that people just don't know who he is. You know, the common fan doesn't know who Yandy Diaz is. And so when they go and vote, they're like, oh, I know Vlad Guerrero's dad. <laughs> <clears throat> but, yeah, I, I think Yandy Diaz is so obviously the pick here. He The, the percentiles-wise, he's absolutely killing it. Across just about every single hitting percentile, it's red on Baseball Savant. And if you don't know that what that means, it means it's very fucking good. 99th percentile on average exit velocity is crazy. 98th percentile on hard hit percentage. 97th in ex-WOBA. 98th in expected batting average. Like, it's just absolutely insane to look at his percentiles. Just a beast. He really is. But... Nathan, who's your second baseman? Because I think this one, there's some options, but none of them are really that good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I went with an easy one or if this is kind of kind of little there's off. There's only one but... right answer. Yeah, there's really what? One. There's, there's only really? one. Right yeah, there's really one. Maybe I want you guys to go first then, and I'll just slide. No, no, right no, here. no, no. You do yours. <laughs> I have. Marcus Simeon okay. and the Rangers. Okay, <laughs> okay good. <laughs> <laughs> good. If and this man would have said Jose Altuve, I'm, I was, I was going to... Nah, I'm, I'm the world's biggest Jose Altuve hater, so Glad. that's not happening. Probably not world's biggest, but... No, I'm sure there's oh, yeah, some yeah. Yankees fans that hate yeah, him much more than you. Yeah, there's some people who really don't like him. The, the big thing... Oh, yeah. True. The big thing that stood out in Marcus Simeon's stats to me was that one-fourth of his total hits... Are doubles. That is wild. That's that's a lot of doubles. He's got it's about one fourth. He's got seventy nine. It's actually more. He's got seventy nine hits with twenty doubles. Yeah, that is that's quite quite a good statistic there to be just gets reaching to second, putting yourself in scoring position to set your team up for runs. Yeah, it's huge, and the fact that he's also got fifty one RBIs is crazy. It's definitely. Uh, fantastic, paired with Adolis Garcia, who bats just behind him in the lineup with 54 RBIs. This team is just producing so many runs. It's absolutely insane. And on top of it, Marcus Simeon just isn't really striking out much. Only a 15.3% strikeout percentage. That is pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, he just just ended a 25-game hit streak. Yeah. Where half of those were multi-hit games. And yeah. some of them were multi-home run games. And he's accumulated uh, 2.9 F4 this season. Like, he's absolutely killing it. 
easiest easiest pick I believe that we're gonna have today. Yeah, yeah, it, it was like there's a couple guys that people are just gonna say could be there. Yeah, the next closest person I would I would put in my honest opinion would be Glaber Torres because there I don't think there's anybody else. Yeah, I think Brandon Drury's playing well, but not well enough to be anywhere ahead of either of those two guys. Yeah, and then also Wit Merrifield. He's, yeah, he's doing well as well. But fuck Jose, you know he they have him second right now, which did, he missed like the first month, didn't he? Yeah, he missed a. a sizable amount yeah quite a few games but let's move on to third base I think there's a few guys that that could make it here um but I have a particular take so Nathan you go first though yeah um I'm gonna go with uh one of the uh nice ex Oakland players here and go with Matt Chapman Mm. based who has it's it's pretty it's pretty easy one you know it's just like he's playing really well he got out of Oakland which is already a win uh, I mean it's it's an easy one but he's playing well and it's it's hard to knock it I mean he's it's not like I would say he definitely is arguable no matter what I I have my own opinions on the fan voting for an All Star game but yeah it's all good yeah and speaking of this voting. Holy fucking shit, is third base a mess? Like, Matt Chapman only has 5,000 more votes than Josh Jung, who is a solid pick. Rafael Devers is in third. That's a, a, you know, a decent pick as well. Bregman, that's ridiculous. Uh, Anthony Rendon, questionable. Isaac Paredes needs to be higher on this. But I'm not taking any of those guys. I'm taking the guy who's ninth right now in third base voting, and it's Jose Ramirez. This guy is absolutely fucking insane, and nobody wants to acknowledge him. It, like, it's crazy. Right now, he's batting 278. He's got a slugging of 494. The OPS is kind of low for him at a 842, but he makes up for it because he's just not striking out at all. An 8.8% strikeout percentage. That is absolutely insane. He's hit 10 homers. 38 RBIs, 37 runs, and he doesn't have much of a team around him. And he's also stolen five bases, which is just wild for Jose Ramirez. It's kind of impressive, though. What, Colin? You're going to take Jose Ramirez? Absolutely. Okay, well, I hope that everybody hears how good Jose Ramirez is playing and starts voting for him because he's only got 100,000 votes right now, and he's in ninth place. You, you want to know why everybody's voting for him? It's because MLB and ESPN is only talking about Matt Chapman. Yeah. When Jose Ramirez is putting that team out in Cleveland on his fucking back to yeah. keep them in second. He really he is doing it essentially all by himself because it doesn't seem like anybody else on that team's producing. Yeah, but Grayson, to, to say what you're saying, to have only, what, 20... 24 strikeouts at where we're at right now is fucking insane. When you got people in start everyday starting lineups with 80 to 90, and my boy out here is with 24. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. And he's just, he's been, he, he has been like this. He just does this every year, and nobody wants to give him his recognition because he plays for the Guardians. Like, it's, Crazy. Yeah, and 
what else is crazy is that he has he has drawn more walks than he has struck out. Yeah, that is huge. Huge yeah. stuff. Nathan, you basic fuck, but you got it short. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Bef- I think before this I one's a little pick. easier. Also. Jeez, before I make my pick, I do want to shout out that the Golden Knights just won the Stanley Cup. Oh, Cone. no. Yeah, I just got the noty. Grass Golden Knights. <laughs> they did win 9-3, to three, though. That is yeah, they, they were up 6-1 to one after the second. Yeah, yikes, damn. Yeah, Colin, what are, what are, the, uh, what are they called? Second what? Periods. Okay, good job. Just wanted to I'm check. I'm to get that. Bro, I I, he's he's been to some hockey games. My, That's true. Right across the hall is my roommate who plays fucking hockey, okay? I better know that. Yeah, he might have come in there and beat your ass. That's true. If you would have said <laughs> thirds or something. <laughs> quarters? Yeah, three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's All talk right. shortstops. Nathan, okay. I think this one's pretty easy. Well, fuck me Personally. then, because I have two that I was really sitting between. It, okay, yeah, it's, it's between my list. It's between two, but personally, I think it's an easy pick. One just gets me so excited to watch him at an All Star game, like he could do some fun shit, Grayson. And I know you know who I'm talking about because we went to throw a ball and we're uh, saying his name a bunch while we were fucking around a little bit. Um, the other person, though. Feels a little more casual to me. Okay. So I have Wander Franco, who just seems like is the most exciting thing I could ever think of in an All Star game. Obviously, the All Star game isn't like an NBA All Star game or an NFL All Star game where they're having fun and doing some cool shit. But at the ch- if Wander Franco has the chance to do some fun shit at a game, that's his chance right there. Oh yeah. To get a get a ground ball and do some wild shit that makes all the old fucks go nuts on Twitter or Facebook probably. <laughs> Truth yeah, social. I, I don't know. He's, not, he's, gonna, not that he's gonna hit a home run and then carry the bat with him while he runs. Yeah, he might even run a run backwards or something out of like just crazy or, yeah. or, might or throw, point to the sky. Throw a ball from shortstop between his legs. Holy shit, that'd be cool. <laughs> Wait, how can, so Wander Franco is your pick? Yeah, he is. My okay. other guy was Bobachet, but okay. uh, not as exciting to me. Yeah, I I, I took Bobachet. I, I think he's the easy pick here. Um, I, I wish he would walk a little bit more, but still getting you know on base relatively well because he's hitting so well. A three seventeen average is fantastic, and I, I just think that he's doing. He, he's taking a big step. I, I think. You know, obviously, as a rookie, we saw the flashes, and then in these last couple of years, kind of slowed down, but wasn't bad at all. Now, it seems like he's really come into his role with Toronto, and he plays great defense. You know, probably not the best, but certainly great defense at shortstop. He gets RBIs. He's got 43 this season, and he's hitting bombs. 14 home runs this season for Bobachet is fantastic, more than his teammate Vlad Guerrero, and I, I couldn't be happier with this growth that we've seen from Bobachet. I agree. Last year was uh, was a little bit of a struggle for Bo, so yeah. it's nice to see him finally sit in and sort of take over this Toronto franchise as everyone expected him to. Colin, who's your pick? 
you know, my my heart really wanted to take Corey Seager, but with him not playing the whole season, it, it's, it's got to be Bo as well. But I'll tell you, if, if Corey was out there for the whole season, it, it would be a no-brainer answer on Corey right now. Yeah, he's playing very well, but yeah, like you said, if he'd played it's not enough more games. games. Yeah. It's not enough games. But yeah, it's everything you just said, Boba Shet. Some of the best hair in the MLB right now. Yeah. And shout out uh Zach Neto. Or Neto? Yeah, Neto. Yeah. Of the Angels. Sixth place is fantastic for him. I I just keep seeing his highlights everywhere. I mean, same with Jorge Mateo. Yeah, he worked up there as well, and hell, yeah. even Anthony Volpe. Yeah, but what the fuck are Javi Baez and Kike Hernandez doing there? What's up with that? What's funny is that they're on there with forty some forty something <laughs> thousand votes when you got Boba Shed at seven hundred seventy five thousand. Yeah, that is wild. But uh, let's go to the catcher position. I, I think there's a couple of good picks, honestly. I already, so, know, I already know who you're taking. Grayson. Well, of course, but. Nathan, let's hear yours first. Uh, I feel like I went with the easy one again because that's just how I do. Go nice and simple. I went with the – pretty sure he was the number one overall draft pick, Adley Rutschman. Yes. Uh, the absolute beast. He's been great behind the plate. He's great at the plate. I mean, he's got 46 walks this year. He must be seeing the ball better than anybody else at this point. I mean, he's behind the plate. He's got an advantage, but he's just playing well. I I don't know who you guys were looking at, but I feel like he's the easy one. Yeah, so Colin thinks he knows that I was going to take Jonah Heim, but instead I took Adley Rutschman. It's the the layup here. He has been so goddamn good, and I want to just back up what Nathan said about his eye at the plate. He's ninety. He's in the ninety second percentile in whiff rate this year, and ninety eighth percentile in chase rate this year. That is absolutely fantastic. And he's getting on base uh, a, a three ninety on base average or on base percentage. It's absolutely crazy. And you know the home runs aren't quite there. Only eight home runs this season. Twenty eight RBIs. It's not jump off the board numbers, but. It's what he does as a combination between getting on base and just being a contributor to this team that has been so goddamn good this year and, as well, just how good he is behind the plate. It's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. You can't. You couldn't say it any better. The dude, he's just him. That's all I can say. Yep. You heard it here what? first. Adley Rutschman is him. Bro, what? Like That's a quote card. Just going off a little tangent, bro. The youth is taking over this year. It really is. Like, what the fuck? All right, but uh, opposite of the youth, I'm going Yasmani Grandal. What? <laughs> Shut what the, the fuck? fuck? He's lying. I know. Fuck, I'm going at me. <laughs> I would have at least respected Jonah Heim. Maybe. Maybe Salvador Perez, but. Yeah. Nah, bro. Maybe but... even Christian Bethencourt. Dude, when, Grayson, would you ever, like, I never would have thought Christian Bethcourt would be on an all-star voting fucking ballot. Yeah, I, yeah, I never thought I'd see him seventh, that's for sure. Like, what the f- 
Former but, brave uh, Christian. But no, I do want to shout out Jonah Hyatt, though, dude. The, yeah. Wow. He might have one of the ugliest faces I've ever seen. <laughs> have you looked but, in a mirror? Yeah. All right, and moving on to the designated <laughs> hitter. Nathan, we got a DH. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got the uh, the guy who has half as many. What is it? Half as many home runs as he has singles. Do you guys know who that is? Uh, I'm sure, I could figure it, it out. It is Shohei Otani. Uh, that's just kind of a crazy fucking stat. Yeah, that you have twenty home runs with forty singles as yeah. a pitcher slash dh that's just nuts like that's that's not normal yeah hey, don't forget about the 50 rbis he loves a good even number right there he really does that's kind of impressive yeah it's another no-brainer but here's the big question will we see him hit and pitch again this year Ah, uh, i don't know or is he just going to hit? There's a few too many fantastic pitchers this season in the AL. Yeah, I have a feeling I know who's going to start for the AL, and that's going to be my – you'll hear him. You'll, you'll hear his name later. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, what is this, hate on Colin Day? <laughs> like, little no, bit, you're, little you're bit. Just, you're, you're, being, you're being cocky, and I got I to gotta ground you. You're on my show. <laughs> I got to keep you no, grounded. But, yeah, no, Shohei is the – no brainer in this spot. I All right. what, second closest was Brandon Bilt. Yeah, yeah, and he's like seven hundred thousand votes behind him. <laughs> More hey, seven hundred and like almost twenty thousand votes behind him. Robbie Grossman's on there. Where to go? And Corey, yeah, but okay, this list is just void because Corey Jolks is fourth. You got a vendetta against Corey Jolks or something? I just think he has a stupid name. Have you heard the name Grayson before? Sure have. Okay, just making sure. Many times. But let me get a little deeper with Shohei Otani, at least at the plate. We're not – this is all DH, no pitching. We're talking a, a 94th percentile average exit velo, 98th percentile in max exit velo, 87th percentile hard hit percentage. But the one that jumps off the paper to me the best is the expected slugging at 97th percentile. Shohei Otani, whenever he walks up to the plate, is a threat for extra base hits. And he just is so goddamn good at it. Like, obviously, yes, he hits the ball extremely fucking hard. But the 11 doubles, the triple, and the four... Er, sorry, wrong person. 12 doubles, 3 triples, 20 home runs. And, fun fact, he has been... A hit shy of the cycle three times this season, and all of them were times when he was the starting pitcher in the game. That takes some fucking skill. Even though he's not getting the cycle, the fact that he's that close to doing it while putting in, you know, six, seven, eight innings of work is absolutely incredible. I hate to call you out on it, but uh, he's at 13 doubles now. Did he like just get one or something? Yeah, he got he got one tonight. Okay, well that's bullshit. I'm on Fangraphs. They're not gonna update till tomorrow morning. Well, also, your boy just hit a he hit a two run homer too. Nito. Hey, let's go. Batting in the ninth spot as the Angels take a seven to three win over the Texas Rangers. Fuck yeah! All right, let's move on 
to the starting pitchers. Yes. Nathan. We we just doing one, right? Yeah, just one. Just one. Okay, just just checking. Yep. Uh this is uh, man, I probably took another freaking layup here. But the dude's been pretty goddamn good. I mean, he's got a case per 9 of 10. 92 Ks. Shane McClanahan, yep. he's got 10 wins on the season already, only one loss, 82 innings pitched with 92 strikeouts, which is great if you're averaging more than one an inning. Uh, he's only averaging about 90 pitches per start, too, which means he's not running up his pitch counts too high. He's He is getting pulled a little early every now and then, but he's still got a 2.18 ERA, which means he's still dealing even when he's not staying out long. Yeah, Shane McClanahan is my pick as well. He has been absolutely incredible this season. It, it, like, it, it to the point where I'm like considering him once again to to be up there, if not win the AL Cy Young. He he's just crazy, and he is also a big part of these Rays wins. Like like Nathan said, um, he's at ten wins, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah ten, ten wins. Ten and one. He's absolutely killing it, and guys just can't hit off of him. That's the big part here. When we're looking at the max exit velos that he's given up, um, he's only given up the hardest hit ball against him this season, a 113.7. In prior years, he's given up 117.3 and 116.2 is his max. But when we look at average as well, 89.3% exit velocity. That's not that bad when, when you look at the grand scheme. But the 2.18 ERA is insanely good, and he's pitching better than expected. His expected ERA is a 3.64. When you're pitching 1.5 almost better than you're expected, you are doing some fantastic stuff on the mound, and it's just a testament to his arsenal. Yeah, a hundred percent, dude. He first one to first one to do uh, ten wins. He's ten and one. Yep. The only the next closest person is uh, Nathan Eovaldi with nine. All right, Colin, who's your starter? Nathan Eovaldi. Yeah, I figured. I I wanted to take Shane, but God, dude, Nathan Eovaldi has been shoving this yeah. year. Two complete I mean, games. Yeah, two he, thirteen total games pitched. He's got a nine and two record with two of those wins being complete, one shutout. Um, but also he is second in innings pitched from a starter for the AL side with eighty six point two eighty six and two thirds. Um, the only other person beating him is Shane Bieber at eighty seven point two. But uh, when we look at it. He's only given up 25 runs, which in the grand scheme of things is more than some people. Like Sonny Gray's only given up 18. But uh, he's only given up four home runs, which I think is really good, Um, especially at Globe Life. Is it still called Globe Globe Life? Yeah, sure is. It only opened a couple years ago. I got you. But uh, and he's only hit two batters. Yeah. From a starting good from a starting pitcher's point, that's really good in my opinion. Cause at around this time you have people who's hit nine, ten, heck, some even fifteen. 
but he's also up there with 83 Ks and a .98 whip. Yeah, he's like, the the name of his game is control. That that's the biggest part of his game. And, and you know, like you said, with only hitting what two batters this season, the control is exactly what is propelling him to be so good. He's just not giving up walks as well. Like he's in the 90th percentile in walk percentage, 86th percentile in expected ERA, um, 77th percentile in expected slugging. Like these are fantastic numbers, especially from a guy who. It didn't seem like he was ever going to get to this point in his career. Yeah, I remember last year he was god-awful. Yeah, and prior to that with the Red Sox and Yankees, he just was not what we all wrote him up to be. And now it just seems like he's found his footing and at a good time, especially with Jacob deGrom's injury. Oh, yeah. Texas is his home. He will be a Ranger for life. I don't know about that. But how about this, guys? Let's talk NFL news. I think that was a fantastic all-star lineup from all of us. I think we all did a great job. Wait, who is your pitcher? Shane McClanahan. Oh, okay. You didn't say that. Yeah, I did. You did? Yep, sure did. Uh, But, yeah, I think we all did a great job here with the AL all-star teams. And then me and Colin will be doing our NL all-star teams um, on Thursday. Hint, hint. Uh, Ronald Acuna is probably going to be on both of our teams. No, what? Uh, it's a wild, it's a wild assumption. But I could probably name another one on both you guys' teams. Oh yeah, nah, no, 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 yeah. don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil I, I it. I think I could, but don't spoil it. It's definitely not Sean Murphy that you're about to say. You're damn fucking right. It was. <laughs> he's not on my team. Cap. All right, let's talk this little bit of NFL news. We'll start it off here. JJ Watt will be inducted into the Houston Texans Ring of Honor on October 1st. What a quick turnaround on that. I yeah. mean, it's well-deserved. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think, uh, can we all agree J.J. Watt's a Hall of Famer? 100%. For sure. Okay, yeah. Uh, in the fact that we're going to get to see him and Brady inducted in the same year? Woo! I hope he sacks Brady on stage. What? That would be just mean <laughs> Jenny, i feel what? like that would just be so random it, it would definitely Brady. but you can respect the fact that he's the greatest quarterback of all time so yeah back to jj watt um, <laughs> wow this guy yeah <laughs> but no dude everyone talks about how he's just such a beast on the field a lot of people forget the what he does off the field yes like he has done the most for his community than any other NFL player I think I can name right now. Yeah. Don't you agree? Yeah, I, I think he has. You know, especially the Hurricane Harvey relief that, that he did. Like, that stuff was truly amazing. And what he continues to do up to now is fantastic because he's using what a lot of athletes, especially what we've seen recently, don't really know how to use and it's their platform people aren't using their platform correctly and obviously there's tons of examples of people doing it but there's just some people out there that you know it goes to their head and JJ Watt is obviously just a very humble guy whenever you hear him talk about you know his career and even during his time playing he was very humble and I think he's just so disciplined that's what made him such a good football player, but it also makes him such a great person off the field. I 100% agree with you. 
All right. Let's talk about this one. The 49ers have bought the remaining stake of Leeds United, who are now in the uh, the championship in England, in case you guys don't know that. It's the second division uh, of I, English soccer. I know Nathan does. I'm saying the <laughs> viewers. Um, but they've bought the remaining stake of Leeds United and uh, from the former owner of Leeds, uh, Andrea Rodrizani, who... I believe just bought Cagliari, who's a second division team in Italy. So, um, yeah, the 49ers have been shareholders in Leeds since 2018, but they bought the remaining, I believe, 56%. Um, I think this is really cool to see. It. And it's not just the 49ers owner. It's the 49ers investment group that is owning Leeds. Kind of cool. Does that mean we're going to see any sort of like collaboration type stuff? I'm kind of hoping we see we like um, going to England. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping we see like Leeds, like you know, send over the team during the summer uh, and do some stuff with the 49ers. I think that'd be cool. I mean, do we do we see a player become a kicker? Oh, it'd be like a youth system for kickers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit, you just let the kickers <laughs> practice their soccer for you know the whole like their whole career and then be like hey buddy we need you yeah it's like high school all over again send brendan aronson coach goes to the soccer teams like hey come kick for us yeah give me brendan aronson kicking for the 49ers (laughs) now i'm getting some straight ted lasso vibes from that yeah you think that kyle shanahan's gonna be the next great mind of soccer in england absolutely I don't think there's any way in hell that that would happen. Uh, no shit, dude. <laughs> that's that's what AFC Richmond. No, I, okay. This yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, Ted Lasso is real. You didn't know this, Nathan? I did. You ever see the commercial when he was at Tottenham? Yeah, I did. It's weird that they never mentioned that in the show. Yeah, you feel like they would continue the character. Yeah. Instead, they gave him his own fictional team. I mean, real team. With real players. Yep. Yep. It's a great documentary. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Daytona Speedway could be the site of some NFL games over the next couple of years because it could become the temporary home for the Jaguars if TIA Bank Stadium renovations make them have to play elsewhere. Uh, a few other stadiums were mentioned. Um, those stadiums being the Swamp, obviously, the shithole down there in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, Camping World Stadium in Orlando, uh, the site of multiple bowl games every year, um, and then some a little more interesting ones. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimps, 11,000-seat stadium, and University of North Florida's 9,400-seat stadium. I, I, I got a feeling those last two are not even options. <laughs> I don't know. They seem kind of interesting, though. It makes the tickets a lot more, like, cool. Yeah. Like, wow, yeah. I, I was at a game that only 9,000 people could be at. That's true. I, I believe they said that for the University of North Florida that they would build uh, 20,000 more seats. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be just crazy. A, just imagine parking for oh, a game there. God. Yeah. That school already sucks anyway. But I think that Daytona would be interesting, but... It's like, I'm pretty sure it holds like 110,000 people. The Jags aren't bringing that many people to town. Especially they better not find when they, a good opponent. Yeah, especially not when they're playing all the way down in Daytona. 
What if so. you put a race going on at the same time? Whoa, what the fuck? Sounds a little bit dangerous. It no. does How? How's it dangerous? Wait, are they still going to be able to park their RVs in the middle of the field? Well, no, Absolutely. there'd be a football field there. <laughs> I'm no, not having be a, a football race. field there? Dude, you know how rowdy that crowd would be? It'd be kind of oh hard God. to have. Try calling an audible in that crowd. Good luck. Yeah. There's a few other things you could try in that crowd that probably wouldn't pass. But um, I'm not bringing them up. But also, how are you going to have a race? You can't have pits if you have a game going on in the middle. Why is that? They take up too much space. I don't know. How, how big is the infield? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up. I'm already on it. You guys can keep talking. Okay. They can just, they can just go play in the swamp. No, dude, that plays a That's shit. Stadium in college. They, no, they sh- no, shut the. F- you don't even believe that. I know you don't believe that. Yo, great. You want to hear me say something? Dude. Go Gators. You're gross. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm glad that you guys get to hear Colin. You'll never hear from him ever again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Grayson, I, I want you to, uh, to understand that the Florida Gator Stadium could fit in the infield. The entire stadium. Really? Yes. Wow. So how big is it? Uh, It is... Where'd it go? Hold on. I just had the number. 180 acres. Yeah, I think that's big enough. Including a 29-acre lake. So that might be a problem. Yeah, that would be an issue, wouldn't it? (laughs) But there's plenty of room. Also, not to mention, Grayson, that about 14 more of the Florida Gator Stadiums could fit in there as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. There are 15 Florida, other Florida sports stadiums that can fit in the infield. Oh, shit. I guess I've never really thought about how big the infield is at a NASCAR race. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite fucking large. 180 acres is a lot of land. I've never been to one. Holy shit, we got to get you to a NASCAR race, Colin. Colin, you got to go to Talladega. That's where your Bama fans will unite. Let's go. What an episode that would be. Yeah. We get Luke, we get Brock, and we all go to Talladega. Oh, my God. And we try to record inside. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know about that. I know. Trust me. I I tell you what. Me, Luke, and Brock would have a fucking heyday at a NASCAR race, especially Talladega. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. That's a a down-the-road type thing. But let's move on to this one. The Patriots... Have already ended James Robinson's three-month Patriots career. It's kind of tough. He, you know, I, I don't know how bad he really is been, like has been for the Patriots, or maybe they just feel like they don't need the help at running back, but I feel like James Robinson's pretty good, at least good enough to give him a shot during the season. I, I think the Patriots have their eyes on someone else. Yeah, they gotta clear some money out. Trying to they're trying to go get Dalvin. Oh. You think oh, that could be interesting? That's that 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 was my first thought when I saw that James Robinson was gone. Is Especially, James Robinson's contract that big though that it's taking up that much money? No, but I think I don't that think it was just him. I think it was there were some other people that got cut. I, yeah, I, I think there was as well, but 
I don't know. Like I feel like the season that Ramondre Stevenson had last year would warrant them not picking up Dalvin. I just think there's other places with more cap space um, and more of an opportunity for him at running back to go to. You, you never know because Belichick wants to win now. That's true. And it wouldn't surprise me for him to do with Belichick what Belichick does. Hey, go get Dalvin. Fuck, they're looking at DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Well, who's not? There's only a couple teams not looking. I mean, it's DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, it's kind of hard to ignore the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is just sitting out there as a free agent. Yeah, he he visited the Titans today. Yeah, yeah, and he could be visiting the Patriots soon. Uh, Bill Belichick was asked about that one, and um, they were asked when he'll be visiting. And Bill Belichick, of course, giving us um, exactly what we want from Bill Belichick. He gave him a, I'm not a travel agent. That's that's so Bill Belichick. Maybe that's what they were cutting contracts for, was to hire a travel agent. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They were just clearing up enough money to get somebody to fly out DeAndre Hopkins. Or maybe they're going to have Bill do some travel agent training, get him certified. Robert Kraft. I don't know if that's how that works, but I don't think so. <laughs> but Robert Kraft could pull a private jet out of his fucking couch cushions. I'm sure he could. It would not surprise anybody if he just yeah. randomly was like, "Oh, I just cleaned out my couch and bought a jet." Yeah, we know he's got money because nobody's really talked about Jupiter, Florida. <laughs> just saying, we don't really talk about that much. What a fucking shit show. <laughs> God, that place sucks. Have you been there? Yes. Wait. Wait. Hang it up. Hang it up. <laughs> you've been hold to up, the, hold Are you saying you've been to New England? Like Boston? Yeah. No. You said Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Have you... Did you go on like a Robert Kraft Jupiter, Florida tour or something? No. What, nah, what, that's what where were all you the doing? Youth baseball tournaments are at, Grayson. Oh, okay. I just yeah. know it for something else. No, no, no. That Robert yeah. Kraft would also enjoy. Did. So would Colin. There's, there's a nice baseball complex. And a massage parlor, right? Yeah, right next to the fucking Chevron that had like six meth heads standing outside. Damn. Just calling out Jupiter, Florida, like that. Yeah. And, I mean, who names their fucking city Jupiter? I'm guessing that tournament didn't go too well for you, did it? Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> no comment. You know, I had a couple. I had I had a couple strikeouts. As a hitter, all right. You next. were pitching. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fine. I had six strikeouts. As a hitter or a pitcher? Hitter. I didn't pitch. I'm just checking. (laughs) They can pull up your perfect game stats, and I know you don't want them to. All right. No. We're moving on. All right. This one's just a question since we've got three Falcons fans in here. Nathan, you know, I know you don't really pay attention to the Falcons all that much, but um, regardless, you know the players. I'll start with Colin. What is your opinion on the young core that the Falcons have, and how, what kind of success could we see from it this season? All right, so honestly, 
on paper, the team's great. God, they're exciting. The names like Bijan, fuck it, we got Bates coming in. I have high expectations for Ritter this year. Um, That's a bad idea. I, I feel I, I just he is no, the piece that I don't trust. No, like I have high expectations. You didn't let me finish my sentence. Okay. Like I said, they're gonna be great on paper, but on the field, they're gonna look like a fucking joke at first. I, are you, are you attributing that to Desmond Ritter? Yes. Okay. We like we're gonna lose our first four games. Okay. You know. We we open up with the Panthers, right? Yes, we do. Bryce Young's putting forty five on our heads for week one. Well, Andy Dalton oh, might start over babe. him, so don't get ahead of yourself, Bama fan. Yo, who the fuck you talking to? Who else in here is a Bama fan? Nathan. No. Nope. Yeah, right. Don't ever associate my name with Alabama. You know he bleeds garnet and gold. Yes, sir. How'd that, how'd that college softball World Series go for you? Ooh, where were y'all? Where were you? <laughs> Fuck, I knew that was coming. <laughs> how'd, that, how'd that super regional go in baseball? What was it, 22 to 5? Did Florida State make it? Did y'all make it 43 that. years in a row? Listen, bro, we went against the number one team in the fucking... <sighs> That's enough. All right, back to the Falcons. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm looking at these first four games. There ain't no way in hell we go 0-4. You want to put some money on it? That's a, that's an off-the-show thing. We'll see. Right. Because we're playing the Packers week two, and I, I don't think that Jordan Love is going to get off to the best start. And I don't think they have the wide receivers to really make too much of an impact, especially with Jordan Love at quarterback. So I think we can win against the Packers. Honestly, I think we can beat the Panthers. It just depends, you know, if Bryce Young really is going to be as good as people think he's going to be in the NFL. And then the Lions week three, we've got a shot. I I don't know how much I trust this Lions offense, especially with the amount of changes they've made. And then the Jags, that one's a toss-up. I, I think the Jags will take that one, especially because it's in London, their home turf. Um, So I, I don't know about 0-4. Realistically, I'd probably say one and three or two and two. Um, but I, I understand what you're saying in, in that these guys have to settle in. Obviously, you know, a brand new running back coming in with high expectations, high hopes, a guy that people are assuming is just going to be a fantastic running back off the rip. We have a guy that backed it up last season and really showed out with Tyler Algier at running back. So we have the running back talent. We still have guys like Cordero Patterson that can just do everything. Drake London will be there. Kyle Pitts, I think he's going to be healthy. I think he's going to be ready to start the season. And the offensive line has returned. Chris Lindstrom, Kayla McGarry are still there. That's a big part of it as well. I really do think that this team can be great. I I think they could win this division because I think, once again, it's going to be a weaker division. So even... Like nine, ten wins could win you this division, and and I think that that's attainable for the Falcons. Yeah, I think it definitely is. Didn't last year's winner only have like seven or eight wins? That uh, division? No, the I think the Buccaneers ended eight, up yeah eight the, the nine. Yeah, 
a losing record. <laughs> every other every other team in the division was seven and ten. Yeah. Good gracious. But my thing is, is like with how weak this division is. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think we sweep the Buccaneers. We get the two wins there, and then I think probably we get one off the Panthers, and I think we can beat the Saints both times. So right there is five wins. I think we can beat, obviously, I think we can beat the Texans. I think maybe a win against either the Packers or Lions in either two or three, in week two or three. So, what, we're sitting at seven there. We could beat the Commanders. That's eight already. Like, I think that there's a few pretty easy ones. The Cardinals as well. That's a win. They're trying to lose. So, I truly do think the Falcons can make the playoffs. Do I think they're going to do anything? No, because they're going to run into you know the Eagles or the 49ers or even the fucking Cowboys and get their asses wiped. That's not Very what sim- I meant to say, but let me whatever. Ask, let me ask you something. Say Ritter is shit in the bed for the first five weeks. Let me see Taylor Heineke. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, just wanted to get, get your opinion on that, but uh, yeah. All right. I'm glad. I'm glad that we all. I want to jump in real quick. Okay, please. And say that I think in those first four games where you guys say they might be going 1 3 0 and 4, I think there's a good chance we go 3 and 1 4 and 0. I'm I'm totally. For these young guys, there is no ceiling on these guys right now. We haven't gotten to see any of them go absolutely nuts yet. And there is this, just this little bit waiting for one of them or all of them to just show out. You got Drake London, who's been great, looks really good. He just needs somebody to distract a fucking safety for him so that he can get open. You got Bijan, who is, you know, he's looked really good in college. He's should be doing well. And even if he doesn't, you got Algier right behind him, who can then just keep it going. The running pressure on this team to just keep pounding the ball up the field is crazy because if Bijan starts getting tired, here comes Tyler Algier. Say Algier starts getting tired, you still got fucking Cordero Patterson to come in and still run the ball up your ass. Not what I meant to say. But still, (laughs) there's so many things that this team can do. There is nothing stopping them besides this little stupid fuck it quarterback who needs to get his shit together and throw some good passes. And they'll be fine. I respect it. And, and I think like, I think they could be great. I think they might could even go for a ten win season if they could put some things together and just make the plays they need to make. Just don't do anything stupid. Just make the plays. It, it, just simple plays. Tyler Algier is my RB one. I'm just gonna throw that out there for right now. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, okay. I would love to see. I think he earned it last year. I think he earned running back one. But when you use a pick like we had. And you pick up a guy like Bijan Robinson, you, you're gonna give him looks no matter what. Whether you know whether he's not the starting running back because he's not on the field for the first play, he he's gonna get a ton of snaps regardless because he is physically built for the NFL. And yeah, there's tons of guys that come out of college and everybody's like, yeah, they're the NFL prototype, and then they don't pan out. But Bijan Robinson definitely showed off that he has like the X factor when he was in college and he showed it off at the combine and all of his workouts. And 
there's a reason that he was drafted at that spot. You don't draft a lot of running backs that high in the draft. Like, it's reserved for some of the best, and I think that Bijan could certainly be that. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think Bijan, they need to start with Bijan, just pound the rock with it. Yeah, you might only gain four yards per carry, but three of those right there get you a first down. Yep. That, that's all you need. Don't don't worry about this crazy shit of trying to maneuver and get to the outside and find some crazy stuff. Just pound the rock for four yards. He's like, He is built like a fucking truck. He's going to be able to run over somebody standing flat-footed. If he catches a linebacker flat-footed, I'm telling you, Bijan's not going down. Oh, fast. Unless he's going forward. Like, he's going to be able to just push those yards. And, you know, I know Algier could do it too, but I just don't think he's got as much power as Bijan does when Bijan starts moving with the fucking thunder legs of his just coming right at you. Yeah, I think that's going to be huge for this offense, but I also think his involvement in the receiving game is going to be big, especially for Desmond Ritter, because we already have guys that are very good, you know, like short-length plays. Drake London is very good within 10 yards. Like, yeah, he can be a deep threat. He's got the speed. He's got the physicality, but he's really good within 15 or 10 yards. Kyle Pitts is fantastic at it, though he's a little bit more of a deep threat as well. But when you have a guy like B. John Robinson, who not only is fantastic in the running game, but as soon as that ball hits his hands, he's gone. And he's strong as well. He's a smart runner. And, you know, he's got like a little bit of that flair that people are looking for in an elite running back. And I think that it works so well for him in the receiving game. I definitely agree. I think he's going to be an easy check down for Ritter all the time. And even if he's not, he's built like a lineman anyways. He'll be able to block and at least give Ritter an extra second or two to try to find either Scotty Miller or who's a Mac Hollins or Drake London downfield to pick up some good yardage. Yeah, I love that you said Scotty Miller and Mac Hollins. <laughs> I mean, Scotty Miller's a young guy too. I feel like he's got to be included in this young core. I mean, he's what is he like twenty five? Like, yeah, he's that, that's a young guy. Yeah, and that's Mac, a young guy. I don't, how how old's Mac Collins? Mac Collins isn't young, but uh, no, he's not. He's he's just a solid pass catcher, and that's kind of what this team needed last year. I mean, I, for the uh, for the Raiders, I always kept seeing him score like seventy yard touchdowns, eighty three yard touchdowns. Yeah, so he'll be a deep threat too. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that's going to do it for the NFL. Let's talk college football. Jim Williams reported that according to his contacts in the SEC, they would consider adding FSU, Clemson, and USC, but would not consider Miami, Virginia, Georgia Tech, or Duke. And went as far as to say that he recommended those schools to go to the Big Ten. I agree. Yeah, I, I, think, they, I think FSU and Clemson make the most sense. They're the heavy hitters. UNC... I see that one as like a we need to branch into North Carolina and they're the best option. Plus, UNC's been good at a multiple sports. Like yeah. they've shown as a school that they can win in multiple sports. Whereas someone like Miami is like they've been average at a lot of sports for a little bit, 
The last time they won a national title in a team sport, though, was in 2001. Oof. That's a long time ago at this point. It's my birthday. Yeah, you're getting old. So, I mean, it's been a while. You know, they've won some individual things in, like, tennis and shit. But the last... But yeah, I mean, they they won a football title in 01, which at this point is 22 years ago. Like, what what kind of revenue is the SEC even going to look for out of you when you're not contending for titles in any sport? Yeah, well, and they also just can't, they can't fill out a stadium either. Like, yeah, not enough students go to the games. It, it, whereas FSU, Clemson, UNC, every single sport, they're selling out every single seat. Like, these are teams that draw an attention, and they have huge fan bases across not just their state, but the region. There are so many Florida State and Clemson and US, UNC fans across the Southeast, even you know branching nationwide, just like other teams in the SEC. They have this huge brand that they bring along with them, and that's what attracts a conference because I think people forget – you know, it's not that, you know, if, if it was about the best teams in the best conference, then there'd just be a super conference that Ohio State and Michigan and Alabama and Georgia all play in. But it's a business. And these conferences don't give a shit about what puts what gets put on the field. They care about what goes in their pocket. FSU, Clemson, and UNC put money in their pocket. Miami, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Duke, everybody else in the ACC is not going to put that kind of money in the SEC's pocket. No, I think Duke would Duke's probably the closest one yeah. out of those four teams to getting there. And they just need to get better at another sport. Like yeah. you know, you have a good basketball team that's always in contention, that has fans across the nation because they're all bandwagons, of course. But you have people all over that love Duke. But the problem is they're not good at anything else. They've been I've seen them around in baseball a lot recently. They've got to make a push in football or or something to just get the revenue up because I think that, you know, obviously if they go to the SEC, they'll be the next Vanderbilt right in there with them where they're solid at one sport but nowhere near anything in football. But if they can get the football program up, they could at least be like a Missouri where they might win a game or two. It's not much better. That's something. It is something. I think the only thing Missouri's good at is soccer. And they're not even that good at that. It's okay. They'll be all right. But I, I also want to bring up this point that they made that supposedly one of the reasons that Miami would not make it is because the SEC doesn't want three schools from the same state in their conference. What do you guys think about this? Because, you know, obviously the SEC doesn't do that when you look across the board. The most they'll have is two teams in one state. Obviously, Alabama has two, um, and then Mississippi, and then once Texas joins, they will have two as well. Um, do you think this is a good reason for for not wanting a team in their conference? I don't. I don't I, think so. I don't. I think, think it's a lame ass reason. Because I mean, SEC Southeastern Conference. What happens if you have three powerhouse teams in the state of Georgia? Hypothetical. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> not not going to happen. Hypothetical. Hypothetical. Yeah, KSU, Georgia State, and Georgia. Ah, bro, Georgia Southern. Yeah, fuck state. <laughs> but, uh, no, I just – I don't think that's a good reason because I just don't. Like, it's – you're the SEC, you're the Southeastern Conference. 
Yeah, I, I think it's a. Tools down here. I think it's a matter of fan bases. You know, if you don't, if you have three schools in one state, that divides an entire state, um, in, in three pieces. Like, yes, Alabama is divided, uh, almost in half. I'd say a majority of them are going to be Alabama, but I, I just think that I understand what they're saying with not wanting three schools, just because fan base and everything like that. It kind of pulls a lot away from Miami if Florida and Florida State are just so far ahead of them, like I would assume they would be. And so I, I get that reasoning, but I think you're right. I think it's kind of a BS reason. I think, I think it's it, a nice way of saying that you don't bring in enough revenue. Yeah. But I feel like even like, I feel like you would still, so I feel like you would sell more tickets with in-conference games saying all three of those, your Florida-Miami matchup just gets 10 times more interesting. Say all three teams are competing. Like, you go to a sellout for Florida-Florida State, Florida-Miami-Florida State-Miami, which Florida State-Miami is already a pretty sold-out game. But you sell out. Because you have, like you said, you have that divided. So my brain is farting right now. <laughs> but you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, right? no, I, I see what you're getting yeah. at. But I think what the SEC values is the big in state rivalry. I think that's what they're trying to capitalize because it kind of takes the shine away from, from the other one, the one that gets left out. And that would be Miami because Florida State and Florida obviously are the rivalry when you look at it, it's the biggest one of the three and that's what's going to draw in the most attention. So you don't want to kind of pull attention away from Florida state and Florida by throwing Miami in there with them because that's going to lose you some, you know, some more viewership or whatever it may be. But so I, I also understand it in that, that, you know, frame of reference. Yeah. But overall, it's a shitty reason. All right, Colin, it's time to slander. Sorry. I saw this article and I couldn't help myself. Uh, Saturday Down South, uh, Matt Hayes specifically of Saturdays Down South, wrote an article stating there might be eight teams with better quarterbacks than Alabama this season. Uh, and this is only talking about the SEC. Um, so I'm going to go through the quarterbacks here. And the way that they've power ranked, specifically quarterback rooms in 2023. So Alabama finds himself um, in 11th in their quarterback room power rankings with uh, Tyler Buckner, Jalen Milrow, and Ty Simpson. First off, who do you think is going to actually start? I hope it's not Milrow. Okay. But I, I want it to be Ty Simpson. From the heart, I really do. Uh, I feel like he has the most upside in our quarterback room. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we had our – Bryce, I think with Ty Simpson, we could go back to with our Jake Coker, A.J. McCarron type quarterback where we go away from the more dual threat. Because Jalen Milrow, he's got a cannon of an arm. He's got legs. But, man – he lacks the most important thing a quarterback can do, and that's accuracy. 
God, he is awful. He's worse than Tua in the NFL. Damn. Okay. Damn. That was a, um, a, just a stray at a former Alabama player. He fantastic at Alabama. <laughs> fantastic. But before his concussion days in Miami, he's overthrowing, underthrowing. He can't really find that groove. And the best thing you want to have as a QB is accuracy. Legs is a bonus. A fucking cannon bonus. But if you have accuracy, you, that's what makes you the most deadly. Yeah, I like that. And and I agree with you. I think Ty Simpson, um, when you watch him play, is probably the guy that should be starting. You know, we saw a little bit of Jalen Milrow last year. It wasn't wasn't what we wanted. For sure, you know, we being you guys, I certainly don't give a shit. But um yeah, I think Ty Simpson should be the starter. I think I think that Tommy Reese as the offensive coordinator is going to make the right decision there. Um, yeah, which I mean, he Tyler Buckner used to play with Reese at Notre Dame. Yeah. So that's one of the main reasons we got Tyler Buckner. So, I mean, if Tyler Buckner falls out at camp and comes out looking like, what was it, 20, 2014 Jake Coker? Is that what Jake uh, 2015. 2015. I'm, I, hell, I'm happy. But I'll, I'll be happy if it's anybody but Jalen Milrow. Okay. So I want to go through. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I agree with the article. All right, uh, so I'm going to go through the teams that are behind them first. So Auburn, it kind of makes sense. Uh, Missouri obviously makes sense, and Florida is last. It definitely makes sense with Graham Mertz, and that's just about it. Uh, but I'm going to go through the teams that are ahead of them, and I want you to just kind of agree or disagree. So directly ahead of Alabama is South Carolina, who is most likely Spencer Rattler as the starter do you think that Spencer Rattler is better than whatever you guys end up with as starting quarterback? Yes. Okay. I do as well. I, I put that directly in my note that I think Spencer Rattler is better than anyone Alabama could field. I'm glad. Okay. Vanderbilt. No. You don't think AJ wow. Swan's the guy? Former Fuck Cherokee no. warrior? Fuck no. Absolutely hey, this not. article says that AJ Swan will play in the NFL. Play or make it to it? They said AJ Swan will play in the NFL. He's that good. And they said, they said, they said if he played at Alabama, he'd start and he'd be the latest elite tied quarterback. Well, here's the thing he didn't go to Alabama. And here's another thing no other good team wanted him. So that is why he is at Vanderbilt. That's true. Well, he was going to go to Maryland and then Talia went there. Okay. Are you trying to make this case better for him? No, I'm not. I, I don't I don't agree with that one. I think AJ Swan can get a little inconsistent at times. The picks are a problem. And sorry, it's so weird to talk about him on this podcast because I used to have to like talk shit about him in high school. <laughs> but <laughs> um uh. Yeah, I, I think that I think that even Jalen Milrow is probably a better option. When you watch them play, you know, and it, and it also has to do with what they have on the field with them. Jalen Milrow has infinitely more weapons than AJ Swan's going to have. That's what kind of makes him look better in my eyes. Um, but let's go next. Kentucky. Um, it's going to be Devin Leary uh, 
pretty pretty certain it's going to be Devin Leary starting the NC State transfer. If he goes back to what he was in 2021, they're going to be a very good team. Yeah, so I'm definitely saying yes because I've seen what Leary can do, and it's better than any of the quarterbacks we have right now. All right. And Mississippi State, what do you think with, with Will Rogers most likely in the air raid offense is what they're going to keep even with the passing of Mike Leach? Um, what do you think about Will Rogers next year? Will Rogers himself is a phenomenal quarterback. But with Zach Arnett, I, I, it's one of those toss-ups, but I'm going to say yes. Okay. And then Texas A&M. I, I think this one's a little a little much. I think they're a little high on here. Connor Weigman is decent. I, I, don't, I didn't see too much from him last year that was like, wow, he's good. Same for Max Johnson. And... I, I think that maybe Connor Weigman is a little bit better of an option than what Alabama has next year, but I wouldn't say he's the sixth best. Yeah, I, I mean, apparently Weigman is the most talented passer Texas A&M has had since Fisher arrived, so we'll see. But That's not saying much. They haven't had yeah. much QB talent. Yeah. Uh, Who else have they had? Uh, Max Johnson. <laughs> and Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Johnson just came from LSU, so... No, he was there last year. He got hurt. Oh, yeah. It was late last season. Yeah. But... Uh, believe it or not, I'm going to say yes, just because okay. I have such little faith in our QB room right now. I'm... I'm... I'm kind of surprised that you're not defending your guys. I mainly put this in here so you could come out here and defend your honor, but you were admitting defeat. <laughs> like, I'm not admitting defeat right now. It's just they haven't given me anything to go nuts about. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Arkansas, KJ Jefferson, definitely an underrated player, oh, I'd yeah. say. It both um, huge like physical presence on the field. He's a great passer, probably an even better runner when it comes to the physicality. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and say he's better than what Alabama can field. I have KJ Jefferson as the number two QB in the SEC right now. Oh, I like that. I like that as well. Um, how about Joe Milton at Tennessee? Um, yeah. Okay, I'm glad you had no pushback. Even if Nico started, uh, I'd probably say he's better. I, yeah, like we still we saw Joe Milton still ball the fuck out when Hendon Hooker went down. Yeah, and we saw him throw a ball really hard at the Barstool Sports Office. <laughs> that video is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, what he whooped up on Clemson like what thirty one to fourteen in the bowl game last year. Yeah, something, some, like that. something like that. He just got a fucking cannon, dude. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, dude. He's like, uh, was Cardell Jones when he stood flat footed through it like eighty yards? That's a deep cut, but I love it. Fucking Colt forty five, baby. <laughs> All right, what about Georgia? Carson Beck never started a game so far in college. You think that Carson Beck, who is obviously the guy, um, is better than what Alabama's got? Fuck no. 
What? Okay, be honest now. Now that you've gotten your to pull, take off your your Crimson Tide hat and the Confederate flag on your wall or whatever, um, whatever Alabama fans have, and now say it honestly. Fuck no. All right, next. This guy's a fucking liar. This guy's smoking dick. <laughs> Carson not going to win a game. That matters in the division. Oh, oh, oh way, to, way to get real specific there. Also, that is just such bullshit. Carson Beck was coming off the bench after Stetson had a great game and still throwing for like 100 yards Yeah, in like a minute. He's nice. so far and away better. All right, what about Ole Miss? I think this is wild to put them at two because I don't think Jackson Dart is quite that good, and Spencer Sanders is a horrible option. Yeah, I I'm not too high on Jackson Dart. Yeah, I, I typically I can't I can't slander him that much on a Tuesday. Typically, typically I got Brock in here with me, but yeah, but he's not here today. All yeah. right, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. Okay. And then number one, LSU, with either Jaden Daniels or Garrett Nussmeyer. I think both of them are better than whatever Alabama's got. Oh, yeah. Jaden Daniels is a dude. He is, man. I like watching him play. Oh, yeah. He, uh, well, fuck, he kicked out. He fucking threw all over Alabama last year. Yeah. Alabama should have won that game, but we did. That's, That's true. How football works. Yep, that is how that works. Um, let's talk about something that happens off the field. Um, the hold, Atlanta... on, hold on one second. Okay. One, one second. Okay. I just want to point out that uh, Carson Beck had more passing yards last year than Jalen Milrow. All right. Nice. Fantastic. Jalen Milrow and almost started four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. I think he started yeah. two. That's rough, Colin. That's rough. Jalen Milrow is not my starting quarterback right now. Right. Uh, he he might be Alabama's, though. Yeah, we'll see what Tommy Reese has to say and Nick Saban. But let's move on to this. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution wrote an interesting article about the off-field issues at the University of Georgia, um, obviously with the football team, uh, the title, uh, Out of Control, uh, Reckless Culture, Off the Field, Marks UGA's football team. They reference uh, 2020 James Cook uh, with his wild – wild video of him driving extremely fast in a pickup truck uh near downtown Athens and then uh and then ultimately uh crashing into five cars in a parking lot they also brought up 2022 uh Kenny McIntosh um was speeding as well somewhere around campus and ran into an Uber driver um which sent the Uber driver to the hospital um apparently the Athens police have been ticketing players, urging them to slow down, What is whatever, but it doesn't seem like it's working, especially after the events that we saw after the national championship game. Obviously, with the Devin Willick situation uh, and, and his passing and uh, the passing of Chandler LaCroix as well in that crash, but also Jalen Carter's problems uh, with speeding, uh, the, the racing that allegedly happened on that night, everything about it. It just seems like it hasn't worked, uh, and that's something they point out here. Um, do you guys think that this is just just happening at UGA, or this is just like a UGA culture problem, or is this something that is happening at all universities and we're just not talking about it on the national level? It's everywhere. Yeah, I was about to say, it's everywhere. I mean, everybody speeds, and but 
heck, even Alabama's getting reckless with uh, gun violence, drugs, sexual assault. It happens at almost every university. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because before reading this article, I knew about the James Cook one. I didn't know about the Kenny McIntosh incident. And it's kind of crazy that some of these things just go covered up just across, especially college athletics, because like these are relatively notable guys, but there's probably guys at smaller universities that are still like division one FCS or um, FBS teams that probably just kind of getting away with this kind of stuff and not having it, you know, blasted across national news, but because of the attention that George is getting now, because of you know the success that they've had, it seems like everybody's looking for more things to talk about off the field with them. I think yeah. they all need to go back to like a driver safety class, like make all athletes yeah. do it. Like definitely. I mean, I you know I've driven through Atlanta plenty. I know how bad everyone drives, so they might just be picking up on like you know Georgia driving habits. But fuck. Yeah. Like, the, the obviously, it's an bad. everywhere thing. Yeah, obviously, it's an everywhere thing, you know? It's just, it's not getting blasted. It's, it's, it's there. Just drive like a smart person. What, why are you driving reckless at all? Like, just because you have some notoriety now, you think you can drive like a maniac? Yeah. What? That's so dumb. But another thing that they pointed out in this article is that um, Kirby Smart isn't, you know, punishing these guys like people believe they should. There's not been very many suspensions, if any, and not really anybody's being dismissed from the team. But things like this have happened now multiple times over the last couple of years, and I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And, like... The, the the only punishment that they could even find was in 2019, Kirby Smart had six players who had been arrested over the previous six weeks, had them run the steps of Stanford Stadium in front of an audience of donors to the Georgia Athletic Program. That's the only punishment they can even find. But there's been numerous, numerous occasions of players getting in trouble off the field. So do you think that this is a Kirby Smart problem? No. Grayson, me and you actually talked about this same kind of thing on the last time I was on, that these coaches are not their parents. They're not the athletic director. The, they're not here to be the disciplining body over these kids. He's the football coach. He's not the one who's supposed to be telling them right from wrong unless it has to do with what they're doing on the football field. There's got to be someone higher up who's getting paid to do this. So, yeah, I think, you know, most people would think that. But I, I think the at the overwhelming majority of universities, they're not worried about this for some reason. It, it seems like they're not worried at all about what these guys do off the field. And, and with this, it, it, and we talk about this all the time it's like with me and Brock, where Nobody really cares what these players do off the field. It seems like that's what just continues to be the 
the the way things go in college football especially and it's it's hurting them it's hurting players it's hurting their careers it's hurting their opportunities and hurting other people it put it ended two people's lives directly from what we're talking about and it seems like nobody gives a fuck and outside of just you know the conduct we also talk about NIL and how it seems like from the outside nobody is helping them like nobody really has people from the university that are helping these athletes do things that are within their best interest and it's fucking them over because people need mentors and people need some just a little bit of a guide in their lives and maybe they do go to Kirby Smart or other coaches on this team but there should be people in place to help these guys and, and help all of these athletes live their lives throughout college in, in, a, in an appropriate and professional manner because at this point, this is becoming professional sports. They're making a ton of money from NIL. They're getting a bunch of free shit now. Like This is the point where schools need to realize that they have to support their athletes much more than they ever have. Agreed. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I had I had a rant right there. I was getting passionate. Before we no, move on to the next I, topic, Grayson, I want to point out that Oakland just won again. Holy shit. Uh, they got a nice RBI. I think it was a single in the bottom of the eighth. And Trevor May, the Fortnite Twitch streamer himself, just got his third save in six days. Nice. I got a fun fact. The A's... With that seventh straight win, tied the 1895 Louisville Colonels for the longest win streak by any AL or NL team who had a sub-200 win percentage entering the streak. It's a weird stat, but I like it. It was just a recommended tweet that popped off my phone. (laughs) But let's talk about this one. Nathan, you said you had some interesting notes on this. UCLA entering the Big Ten in 2024. We'll have to travel quite the distance, uh, exactly, well, not exactly, precisely, 26,762 miles of travel, including trips to Honolulu for their, I believe, the season opener against Hawaii, uh, trip to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, trip to Bloomington, Indiana, Iowa City, Iowa, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and everybody's favorite place to play college football, Piscataway, New Jersey. Who would want to play there? So, so my interesting stat is about this uh, amount of miles that they're going to be traveling. So with this amount of miles, they could go all the way around the equator of the Earth and then still have miles left to drive all the way to the East Coast. And where is the starting place on the equator, if I might LA- ask? Well, it'd go from LAX to the equator. Oh, wow. Yes. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. They could go that far and then still have enough miles left of their travel to drive to the East Coast. My mind just went. <clears throat> Thank you for adding your own sound effect there, Colin. I appreciate that. You know, I do it, I do it for the fans. Thanks, man. I'm sure they all appreciate it. But yeah, this is just ridiculous. Like the fact that you're putting athletes through this for money. It's crazy. It's. I hope they're flying. 
Uh, yeah, no shit, they're flying. No, nah, they're, they're taking take, a boat to Honolulu. They're taking, <laughs> they're taking the bus to Piscataway, New Jersey. You never know, bro. I think UCLA's got the money. No shit, and the Big Ten has the biggest media rights deal in history, so they've got the money to pay the school to do it. <laughs> I'd like to see them all get in a bunch of big-ass sailboats and... Yeah. Like Set pirate sail. ship style boats <laughs> and go to Honolulu. Yeah, Chip Kelly They'd have to leave like sail. now. <laughs> they better leave now for that game in 2024. Yeah, yeah. It would be very funny to see like Chip Kelly in like a really old pirate uniform. <laughs> do they make him that big? Ah, uh, no, nah, they do. Chip Kelly's not that big anymore. I guess all that I can think about is Big Chip Kelly. That's fair. Um, yeah, I think this is absolutely insane. And, and the fact that they have to go to Baton Rouge at one point just makes it so much worse. Like, you're already playing a Big Ten schedule, and you got to play LSU. <laughs> That's brutal. But um, let's keep it with this, you know, Big Ten moves. Um, in 2024, we will get to see Michigan at USC – and Ohio State at UCLA. So two of them in Los Angeles, and I think these matchups are going to be, at least Michigan versus USC is going to be fantastic. Yeah, I think if Ohio State stays on their uh, course, you know, for a a year or two, uh, then them playing UCLA should be no problem. They're just going to steamroll them and it'll be fine. But I have a feeling that Michigan at USC could actually be quite an interesting, fun game unless Michigan decides to come out crazy again and just go nuts. Yeah. yeah. USC won't have Caleb Williams, so that could definitely shake some things up. I, I could definitely see it. It depends who they get, though. You know, Maybe they yeah. get somebody in and bring USC back to greatness. We'll see what Lincoln Riley can pull out of his ass. Oh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> well, you think USC I'm, can't be good? No, they can. But uh, no, I'm I'm excited to uh, to see that matchup though. Michigan right. USC, two big name schools. Not a matchup you would see unless a bowl game. Yeah. Now we'll get to see it every so often. Yeah, I'm I'm like in between on this move. I, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I'm very like I'm excited to see these two teams play some really hard teams. But it's also like, why the fuck would I be excited for UCLA versus fucking Iowa? Like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about USC versus fucking Minnesota. Also, I just realized these games are both in California, which means they'll be happening about this time of night. Yeah. So we we probably won't even watch them. Well, no, the thing is, is that they'll probably play them at like 3.30 here, and there'll be a noon kickoff there, or like a noon, like 12.30 kickoff <laughs> there. That's true. Which is also awful. <clears throat> yeah. That sucks. But um, last thing, the Big 12 commissioner visited Memphis. That's just like not a school I was thinking of for the Big 12. No, not really. Like, yeah, they they've like they were good with Mike Norvell, but that's really it. 
Like, they really haven't done much at all, especially since he's left. And, like, with them just adding BYU, UCF, um, Cincinnati, and Houston, I don't know why they'd be interested in making more moves. Are we sure this isn't for basketball? Could be, but they're really not that great at that either. Yeah, they had a season. With James Wiseman, who ended up yeah. not playing at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just a weird move. Like, why would you even bother? Is, yeah. is Memphis really going to bring that? Just like back to the Miami talks. Is Memphis really going to bring in that much revenue that it's it's worth bringing them in? No. Because I, I, I don't just don't think, think so. they are bringing in enough to make it. Like, does the Big 12 have a team in Tennessee? I don't think so, right? No. So, like, yeah, it's branching out, but is Memphis selling out games? I'm, I, not, I'm not thinking so. Yeah, I doubt it. Like, I, I know that, um, obviously, like, Houston making this move to the Big 12 made a lot of sense because, obviously, it's, like, the Texas conference. But <clears throat> I, I think that there's so many other schools that I would say deserve it over Memphis, especially, like, even just like recency bias, teams like UTSA has been very solid recently. Uh, I, I think that there's plenty of teams that could probably make a better case than Memphis for making it into the Big 12. Yeah, there's plenty. All right. I think that's going to do it for college football news. So let's do this top three, bottom three. Road trip snacks. That means no drinks, just Simply food. Um, it's going to be snake draft style because we've never done a top three, bottom three with <clears throat> three people. So I figured a fixed order wouldn't quite work. So we're going snake draft style. Top three will go me, Colin, Nathan. Bottom three will go Nathan, Colin, me. And then um, I'm trying to think any other stipulation. So it can't be something that you get from like a restaurant on the way. So you can't stop in at the drive-thru and get one of these. It's got to be like convenience store, gas station type. Something so even if grab. it's like a McDonald's connected to a gas station? Nah, that doesn't count. All right, all you right. can't, it can't be on a menu. Okay. That's, that's kind of my rule. But I guess I'll get it started on the top three. Dude, I, I've got a good list in front of me, but... I'm a real I'm real passionate about this one. I'm taking peanut butter M&Ms. <sighs> okay. Dude, peanut butter M&Ms are gas. I, yeah, I and, and I for some it. reason Is that a 1-1? One, one? Yeah, that's a 1-1. One, one. Like especially you let them melt just a little bit while you're in the car. What? Yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. You're Hear not even soft M&M's. Hear me Hold the fuck on. Hear me TikTok's going to have a field day with this one. No, hear me the fuck out. Peanut butter M&M's because you got to let the peanut butter get a little soft because if you eat them like room temp or cold, the peanut butter in the middle is like hard. And I, like when I think of peanut butter, I think of like that creamy texture. And I think that it just works so well if it gets just a little bit melted. Nah. Nah. <laughs> also, one thing I did, I forgot to mention, we're going to assume that you're not driving. So it yes, could be something that don't, is... Don't drive distracted. Yeah, we're going to assume you're not driving so that, you know, if it's something that's kind of a mess, it's not a big deal. So, Colin, you got round one, pick two. 
Lifesaver gummies. Really? Really? Yeah. Yo, Colin, okay, before you elaborate on this, I guarantee that every so often when you're eating lifesaver gummies, you roll them onto your finger. And then you eat it off your finger. There's no other way to do it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Grayson, I've seen you do it. Yeah, because it's kind of fun to do every now and then, but... (laughs) I don't do every single one from the bag there. You sure? A hundred percent sure. Okay. I feel like that'd be more impressive. Yeah, it would. You just fill up your fingers with lifesaver gummies. (laughs) Fucking Jesus. But no, lifesaver gummies are my my one-two. God, they're the most addicting thing I've ever had. They're essential for road trips. I don't know about essential. Yeah. You don't want to get gummy tummy while you're on the road, man. You're not eating the whole bag right then and there. Don't don't fucking lie. Bro, how long is the car trip if you're not finishing the bag? That's why you get exactly. bags. Bro, so then you're get definitely gummy getting tummy. gummy tummy. <laughs> That's my pick. All right. All right. You. All right. Nathan, let's hear it. All right. I'm surprised you guys didn't take this one. It's a little pricier than it should oh, be, but give me beef jerky. God damn! Oh, a good bag of beef jerky, you some jack leaves, or even like a. What do you mean specify? Yeah, we need a flavor. Plain, just Plain? original beef jerky. Okay. okay. Yeah, just original beef jerky. I know one of you snakes is gonna take teriyaki later, but original beef jerky, especially if you're like in a random ass place where there's just like some. Some farmer down the road makes his own beef jerky and sells it at the gas station somehow. Yep. That shit is so good. Yep. Oh, and it's got the protein, so it's like you it'll fill you up. You're feeling good. Great snack. Elite my, car snack. My only knock on beef jerky on the road trip, I love it. Personally, I do. My only knock on it, though, is that the car is going to smell like beef jerky for that whole road trip. Nah, that's when you get the windows down with some music playing. Nah, I, I'm a, a staunchly anti-window guy as a long-haired fella. You wear hats 24-7. Doesn't mean the wind doesn't blow the hair you in You sleep eyes. in a hat. No, I don't. Cap. <laughs> don't don't Cap? start this rumor. <laughs> you heard it. Post that on TikTok, no. jackass. Your Hell host, no. the second is short. Grayson Rosen wears a hat. While he sleeps. This is 100% cap. Mm. Pun intended. No, <laughs> not intended. All right, Nathan. Yeah, me again. turns around back to you. Give me Funyuns. Ooh. I fucking love Funyuns. Underrated. They're so good. Underrated. So good. And... I, I don't know anybody that eats Funyuns, like, on a consistent basis, but when you see a nice bag of Funyuns sitting there in the gas station, you're, like, halfway through the car ride of, like, a 10-hour ride, and you see a nice, salty bag of Funyuns, you're like, oh, shit, I haven't had these in a while, and yeah. you gotta grab a bag, and it's got the nice saltiness. I know we're not doing drinks, but then you gotta get a nice drink with it, too. Yep. And you're just feeling good. They don't kill your stomach. And if you've already had the beef jerky, you already got the protein. So the beef jerk or the funyuns just add some nice flavor in the mouth. 
They're awesome. only valid on road trips. I don't eat them unless it's a road trip. Uh, exactly. I don't Elite know about road that. trip snack, but I don't agree with that statement. I would yeah. definitely say you can eat onions at any point, but it's got you, you, no one eats onions on a consistent basis, or you're weird. Yeah, then your breath just smells bad. Yeah, that's, that's true. facts. That's facts. All right, Colin, second pick. What you got? So this is why I had Nathan specify because I had a little Slim Jims. Oh, interesting. Oh. You just load up on the 99 cent little Slim Jims. So you're not going for the, the super long one. We know ah. you're a big long sausage guy, Colin. Whoa. Whoa. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the little Slim Jims are ideal, man. You just load up a shit ton and you could just. It's, it's, it's money. I, I like that take. They're easy. Yeah, they're exactly. good. They're easy. And you, and you could eat those while you're driving. The problem yeah. is they're a bitch to open. Nah, the little ones are easy. You just got to rip them with your teeth. Exactly. That's whack. Bro. Sorry, mom. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take this next one. And I'm pretty passionate about this one. I'm going boiled peanuts. And it, it might not seem as much like a road trip snack, but... Whenever you're driving south, you're going to see some guy at his stand right next to the gas station with his boiled peanuts. He's got a bunch of pots going. He's just loading them up. That's the guy you got to get him from. If you get him from inside the gas station, fuck you. Support local businesses and buy your boiled peanuts from a crackhead on the side of the street. That's the best boiled peanuts, and that is the best, probably the best... Um, non-candy road trip snack, boiled peanuts. I I do love some boiled peanuts, but I also have a feeling you just can't get boiled peanuts everywhere. No, you get you got you got the cup, and you have the shell cup. No, no, no. I, I'm more talking about like everywhere in in the country kind of thing. I don't give a fuck. Like I just don't think all of the gas stations are gonna have that. Good. You gotta Don't get go lucky. to the gas station. You gotta find a dude on the side of the road. <laughs> then it's not a gas station snack. Oh, it's wait, not a this gas is station. road trip road snacks. Trip snacks. Oh, yeah, that's fair. All right. Good pick, then. Good pick. All right, Colin. Or wait, no, it comes back to me. You, for the you third got your last you. third round. Mm. Okay, I'm pretty passionate about one, but I'm probably gonna catch some flack. Ah, fuck it. I'm going Twizzlers. Oh, Love some Twizzlers it. on a road trip, man. They're better than what are the red vines? I just well, yeah, I, no shit. I can't fuck with red vines. I, obviously, I'm not gonna fuck with black licorice. And Twizzlers are just goaded. I know people don't like them. I don't give a fuck because Twizzlers are so convenient. Like you just you could toss one in your mouth, and you could probably like you could spend. Two seconds eating a Twizzler. You could also spend like a good minute eating a Twizzler. That's fair. And it, perfect amount of flavor. The texture's questionable. Yeah, sometimes they're rock hard and sometimes oh, they're fucking noodles. No, I said what I said. <laughs> uh, so like you really got to get you almost got to like feel the bag before you buy it. Like my, yeah. make sure they're a good one. So that it's not all stuck together and it's just like a big clump of Twizzler. Yeah, 
but like a Twizzlers, Twizzlers is something where like you get like the family size bag, and probably an hour into the road trip, you didn't even realize, but you already ate all of them. Yeah, especially if you're the driver. Oh they're yeah, they're just gone. You yeah. just hold your hand out and tell your fucking passenger, hand me another one. Nah, you yeah. just got to hit no. him with the dad hand if yeah. you're in the back. Seat Stick too. it behind you. Gotta... you. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is you say that, and I think reach back. I don't think anybody had to even like hard, like really think hard about what that looks like. Everybody nah, knows you know what, what that the is. dad hand looks like, yeah, or the mom hand, or the mom hand. But the you, they just hit the little parent. reach back. Yep, they hit the little reach back, and then just like whoop, and it just disappears, gone. Then you see that hand a couple minutes later. Yep, just begging for more Twizzlers, <laughs> and then you gotta tell them I eat them all. Yeah, my t- my stomach hurts. <laughs> Can we pull over? <laughs> I throw it up. All right. <laughs> Colin, your last pick. What are you taking? I'm going trail mix. Oh, I love that pick. That's a good one. I feel like you got to go a little more specific on trail. Like, I'm not saying you have to for this pick, but I think a chocolate-heavy trail mix yeah, is the way to gotta go. Yeah, it's got to have the M&Ms in it. Well, yeah, but, like, maybe throw in, like, mini peanut butter cups. Something yeah, like get that. rid of the raisins. Yeah, fuck the raisins. Don't put dried fruit in my fucking trail mix. I don't care what variety it is. If I wanted dried fruit, I'd eat it separate. When I, I want like trail, mix, trail mix, you would like raisins, you weirdo. You motherfucker. I, I can't help it, bro. It's good. Like, I'll, nah, ta- I'll they, tolerate They feel like wrinkly skin. What's so bad about that? It's pretty obvious. It's wrinkly skin, <laughs> but I, I like. I don't. I, I'm not gonna like not eat a trail mix if there's raisins in it. You but I'm not gonna enjoy it. it as much as if it's got like peanut butter chips, mini peanut butter cups, M and M's, peanuts. Maybe throw in some sunflower seeds, like the little kernels. Those spice it up a little bit. But if you're putting raisins in there. You're insane. And if you're just doing, if you call it trail mix and it's just a bunch of nuts with like dried assortment of fruits, you are insane. That is fucking squirrel food. Facts. Also, you you hand me a bag of normal trail mix, you'll get that bag back with just raisins in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you hand that to the back seat and I'm sitting back there. When you ask for some, all it is is raisins. You might as well just bought yourself some damn raisins because that's all you're getting. Yeah, you might get or lucky. Or it's going to have no M&M's. So yeah, I, I was about to say. M&Ms. <laughs> I was about to say, you might get lucky and there's some peanuts left. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Nathan, you have the final pick here. All right. Give me sunflower seeds yep. in the shell. Yep. You already got a water bottle or a cup from your boiled peanuts to spit the shells in. Or fuck it. Roll the window down and just right out the window. Yep. Fuck the people behind you. Fuck the traffic, man. They'll they'll be fine. It'll blow off in the wind when they start driving again. So give me sunflower seeds. They're so good. You can fill up like two bottle, like water bottles full of them, and you'll be fine. It's great. They're great. You get all the saltiness. They fill you up because there's like one milligram of protein (laughs) in each one. Great snack. Yeah, let's get let's get a flavor. I'm a big ranch guy. Mm. Give, I don't, give me I don't ranch. Know. Ranch is a little too much sometimes. 
Old nah, Bay. give me ranch. Old Bay, Old Bay's Bay's fire. Yeah. So give are, me ranch. Talkies seeds are good. I'm a pickle guy through and through. Yeah, yeah we know. Pickle sunflower. Yep. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Honorable mentions, anybody? Sour Patch Kids. Animal I like crackers. it. Pizza combos. No. Dude, pizza no. combos are fire. No. No. Nah. I'm glad I didn't pick it. <laughs> oh, I got I got one though. Okay. Any little Debbie snack. Yup. Some cosmic brownies. Honey oh. bun. Dude, the uh, thing honey is bun? With, with those, you eat it, but once you're done, it's like I want another one. Oh, you got to get a box for yourself. Yeah, yeah. You buy a box or you go in the gas station and the gas station has the individually packaged oatmeal cream pies that are extra big. It's over. I'm buying all of them and I'm eating all of them. So pickle and a cream pie kind of guy. Okay. What the fuck? (laughs) I guess this really is a porn cast. No, it's not. No. Uh, I'm going to be honest. We lasted two hours of not making this absolute mayhem. So I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, I, I'll accept it. Okay. Any more audible mentions for the top three? No, that's all I got. All right. We'll start the bottom three. Nathan has the first pick here. This is a big one because you got to make the right choice. Yeah. Give me any roller food item right away. Any roller. I don't care. If you guys ask me to be specific, I'm choosing any. All of them. Anything on the rollers? Fuck no. I feel like I'm going to be on the side of the road sitting there going, Mom, I've woed up. Like, no, I'm not doing it. Fuck no. Don't care how cheap or how good of a deal it is. You're weird. I disagree with that. We're not going on any road trips together, Gala. Let me tell you. The egg rolls from Quick Trip are fabulous. Are they on a roller? Yes. No way they're putting egg rolls on a roller. They are. Uh, like the only thing I can maybe excuse is like a taquito. Maybe. Egg rolls from Quick Chip are top tier. Then why didn't you take them? What? Why didn't you take them? Because I liked. Why That's what I better. thought. They're not top tier. All right. Colin, second pick. What you got? Muddy Buddies. What? What? Muddy Buddies. In the bottom Elaborate. Three? Elaborate. Number one. They're too damn messy to eat. Okay. I, I will give you that. You get powdered sugar fucking everywhere. It's Number part of the two. experience. Facts. Number two. Yeah, they're good for the first couple of bites, but you could only eat so much until you want to throw up. No. Now I could probably eat a whole gallon sized bag of them and be perfectly content. I've seen you do it. Yep. I just I don't like them on the road. I think that's fair. I think it's fair. They do make a mess. But it's also kind of fun when you get to lick the powdered sugar off your fingers. What about off the floorboard of your car? <laughs> <laughs> Never I can't say I've done that. <laughs> there you go. I don't think I ever plan on it either. Yeah. That's why they made vacuums. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take an easy pick here. Uh, uh, so, like, originally when I was thinking of these, like, I could not think of, like, because when I think of road trip snacks, I'm obviously thinking of the best ones. So I looked some up, and 
for some reason, on a bunch of lists, they had hard-boiled eggs. What? If you're taking hard-boiled eggs, whether you make them at home or you get them at the fucking gas station, whatever, you are a criminal. That is horrible, because that car is going to smell like fucking hard-boiled eggs for the entire trip. You are the fucking devil. If you bring hard-boiled eggs anywhere near me at any time, but especially when we're in a fucking car for seven hours. Fuck no. Yeah, if you're bringing hard-boiled eggs on the road, you are literally, like, the bane of my existence. You are gross. I just never think... Oh, yeah, we got a three-hour car ride? Hey, honey, did you pack the the boiled eggs? Bro, I'm telling you, like, people just are like, oh, it's it's an easy breakfast. Fuck off. It takes like seven minutes. And first you got to get the water boiling. Yeah. And I'm definitely not getting one from the gas station. Yeah, no, it's heinous. It is heinous (laughs) to buy hard boiled eggs for a road trip. It's crazy. All right. You got another one, Grayson. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go. Yeah, fuck it. Anything remotely healthy. Wow. Yeah. Not not a big salad or carrot in the car guy? Uh, fuck no. And I'm not buying fruit. I'm, I'm not buying vegetables. Nah. Like, it, I'm not even going to buy, like, any kind of healthy, like, bar. If I'm walking into the gas station on the road trip, first place I'm going is candy. Second place I'm going is chips. And, like, that's it. That's all I need to go to. But... If you're telling me that you want to get some fucking, I don't know, like, soybean fucking protein bar, you're out of your goddamn mind. Yeah, that's kind of whack. Calories don't count on the road. Yeah, you're moving enough. (laughs) You'll burn them. Exactly. All right, Colin, it comes back around to you. What do you got? I think I'm going to have another controversial one. Oh, no. I'm going airheads. No, that's what? fine. That's fine. I, I I don't think I'm that opinionated on airheads, personally. Uh, yeah, but I feel like they're not that bad. Yeah. Well, I, the, the you got, a, you got some a, reasoning? The best thing about an airhead is when you get the mystery one. And that's the best thing. But it's always the same it's- flavor. Isn't the mystery flavor just like a mix of the two flavors on the belt? It's the worst fucking... Whoever came up with Airheads needs to go off the face of the earth. Yeah, here, but let's go... Let me just... you talking just like original Airheads. You're not talking Airheads Extremes? Yeah, I'm not talking like okay. the, the Airhead Extremes or anything yeah. like that. I was I'm, about to say, Airhead Extremes had a case for the top three. Yeah, no, I'm talking just like... Your one stick airheads. Yeah, no, nah, fuck that. I, I agree. Fuck, like you, you feel like you gotta fucking pull apart like the strongest piece of candy in the world. Yeah. It takes yeah, like no, 10 minutes to chew. Yeah, that's in like the texture sucks because like you chew for like a second and then it's literally just like it's just sugar in your mouth. Yeah. I, I can get yeah. behind that. So yeah, fuck airheads. Fuck everything about it. Alright, Nathan, what you got? Uh give me a prepackaged sandwich. Mm, 
I like that, especially because it's coming from like a gas station or convenience store. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I get it. Like, uh, I'm not trying to go to the gas station and get a ham, egg, and cheese. No, I'm good. Especially when it's like in plastic. Yeah. Like it's in a plastic container and you're just like, how long has that really been there? Like if I want a sandwich, I'll I'll drive down the road or maybe there'll be a blimpy or a subway attached or something. Just go to fucking Publix like, and get a pub soap. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Where the fuck is there any blimpies left? <laughs> I don't know, man. I haven't been on the road like that in a minute. Hold on, let's I miss blimpies. Blimpies wasn't bad. That's Bring crazy. back blimpies 2023. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> Either way, I'm not getting a prepackaged sandwich, especially nah, if it's got like cold cuts. Like, yeah. no, I don't want ham or turkey or chicken on a sandwich that's been sitting there all day maybe even multiple days no i'm good i'm okay yeah i'm, I'm in that fine. boat if we're stopping at like a Publix, i'll grab a prepackaged yeah. boar's head sandwich but that's about it there's a blimpy over by six flags i ain't going over to fucking six flags <laughs> it's a long drive for a blimpies man i might have to do it grayson you can post it on tiktok yeah you vlog your whole trip and we'll yeah. we'll do it. But um all right, Nathan, you got another pick. I do. Uh give me powdered donuts. They they're like the little ones, the little hostess ones. Yep. No, they're just not good. You start chewing them and they they're just bad. They feel like they're just yep. soggy mush in your mouth and it's gross and then your fingers have this is back to the muddy buddies conversation of powdered sugar everywhere but with no taste. Yeah. Like it's literally just like wet cardboard. Yeah, for powdered and some sugar. Powdered the, sugar. The only thing that could make it enjoyable is just a drink to go with it. Yeah, or throwing them out the window. Like, like that might a, be the like, I could most do a, fun cho- part. a chocolate milk. You drinking chocolate milk on the road? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nathan, you can't. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I won't make it past when we get back on the highway. Yeah. No, I'd I'd take a chocolate milk on the road, but that's that's another topic. Um, Chocolate milk. Colin, you're up. Oh, fuck. Gosh. I don't. This is tough. Fuck it, we're gonna go for it. Cheetos. Just classic Cheetos? Yeah. Agreed. Crunchy or puffs? Crunchy. Just the crunchy Cheetos. Yeah, I agree. What? I think crunchy just... Cheetos are wildly overrated. Yeah. Nah. I think if they're I, a good card. If I'm snack, getting Cheetos, though. I'm getting flaming Hot. Or, uh, no, actually, I'm getting, I'm getting Cheddar Jalapeno. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if if we're saying Cheetos as a whole, nah, you're nah, off. We're the saying shits. we're saying Chet like cheese if, Cheetos. Yeah, if we're saying normal ass Cheetos, I, I understand. Yeah, because yeah. then for every bite you gotta fucking lick your fingers. Well, you Just, also you have don't to, have to do it every time. You gotta like pull it out of your molars. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> Back Just to move. the wet cardboard. Yeah. Just moving your tongue around trying to get it out from in between your teeth. Yeah, that's the worst part. Other than the bland flavor. All right. I guess I have the last pick here. Mm. This is tough. I, I have three that I really like. 
think I'm going to go kind of in the same vein as Nathan picking Little Debbie's on the top three. I'm going to go with Moon Pies on the bottom three. If you're picking up a Moon Pie over anything else that is like a package to bake good, you are out of your fucking mind. Or you're over the age of 75. Dude, just get over yourself. It's not the 80s anymore. We have good options. There is things better than a moon pie. There is an infinite list of things better than a moon pie. You go in there. Okay, let's say you're looking for something similar in contents. Get a fucking zebra cake. Like, it's essentially the same thing, but 9,000 times better. That's fair. Like, moon pies, and don't... If you're grabbing the banana one, you're not getting back in the fucking car. <laughs> we are leaving your ass in fucking Valdosta. <laughs> what a shithole place to get left. Yeah. Nah, just leave him on the I-16. Bro, I'm right leaving your I'm leaving your ass at Lowndes County High School. Didn't they just win a state championship for baseball? Fuck if I care, bro. Yeah, they beat Parkview, I'm pretty sure. That's actually surprising. This is not a Georgia high school baseball podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll save that for Thursday. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> All right. I, that was a fantastic drive. Couldn't have imagined it have gone better. I do have an honorable bottom. Oh, three. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's hit honorable mentions on uh, the bottom. I have normal food that isn't normally found in that area. Uh, like, I'm not getting a fish sandwich in Kansas. Yeah. Okay. I'm just not. Are you getting a fish sandwich anywhere? Probably not. But (laughs) it's even less appetizing when you see a sign that's like fresh fish sandwich and you're like, we're in Oklahoma. How the fuck is that possible? There's things called lakes, Nathan. Uh, Yeah, but it's just, it doesn't feel right, you know? I get it. Yeah, I get it. Especially if it's on a road trip. Because I'm not like a convenience store fish sandwich, dude. Fuck no. Nah. Get out of the car. Yeah. Um, how about fruit that did not come from a dude on the side of the road selling it out of a truck bed? Yeah, that's fair. It goes back to the other stuff with, like, you just don't know how long it's been there. Yeah. How good it really is. Yeah, because, like, me and me and Brock talked about, um, oh, what was it? Was it cookout food? No. Oh, summer foods. Yeah, me and Brock did summer foods, and we both agreed that when you get that prepackaged thing of fruit, it is always shit, especially if it's mixed yeah. fruit. Too many flavors going on. It's yeah, but just, like the bottom, good. like everything in the bottom gets mushy. The strawberries are always garbage. Like, yeah, it's it's just not worth it. Uh, also, regular M and M's. If you're getting regular M and M's, you're a psycho. What the fuck, dude? Okay. If I want the flavor of regular M&M's, I'm getting mini M&M's. And okay. otherwise, why the fuck would you just want chocolate encapsulated in sugarless, or not sugarless, flavorless sugar, whereas you could go peanut, you could obviously go peanut butter. Uh, my personal pick, you go caramel, you go pretzel. Yeah, like, don't melt them, though. Don't let them melt. Please. What? I do love the caramel. Caramel are pretty uh, good. Those ones, they've got to be soft. If if those ones are hard, then you're never going to eat it. Yeah. That's fair, but peanut Dude. butter soft? Dude. Nah. I, I totally forgot one for the top three. Well, give us it. Give us it. 
the gummy clusters. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. A bag of gummy clusters always hits, always no matter that. what. But also I, the I, gummy tummy. Gummy tummy will be an issue. Yes, yeah. it will. But I turned around, looked on top of my mini fridge, and saw that I bought a pack from work today. Damn. You work at a gas station? <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it, yes. How? <laughs> you guys are getting robbed in the middle of the night? <laughs> what? Uh, all right, all right. Before the chaos ensues, um, I think we're gonna sign off. This was a fantastic episode. Yeah, it was uh, fun. Yeah. yeah, how long's it been? Damn, two, almost two and a half. Fuck, man! I always make fun of you and Luke for pushing yeah. this long. We we really drug it out, but yeah, I think overall it was a very fun time. AL All Star lineups. Make sure you guys go vote. Um, I think. Once we're done here, everybody needs to go and submit their votes uh, of our lineups that we presented so we can stay honest to them. Um, get Yandy Diaz to the All-Star yes, game. Yes, get Yandy Diaz to the start in the All-Star game. That's what we want. Yes. Vlad Guerrero, you're a fraud. Kick rocks, you bum. <laughs> you. I don't know about that, but... Uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys for coming on, filling in for Brock today. And of course. Colin, we'll see you again on Friday. And yes, um, you'll see me here every time. And what are you going to say to me this time, jackass, huh? I'm going to tell you. I'll be back. I'm going to tell you, Nathan, and you, the listener, make sure you're following on all the social medias. Make sure you're following us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Like it. Comment. Give us a rating on all the podcast platforms. Um, and join the r slash uh, second and short subreddit that's in the podcast and YouTube description because I want some people in there so we can start making some posts. And I promise that our moderators will not take it down like every other Reddit you're uh, a part of. So, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. Peace. Later. Bye.